What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 29 of the No Mercy podcast. Brought on special guest Nick Hinton. Uh, Nick was with us on a prior episode, brought him back. Uh, We got cut a little bit short on the first episode, Uh, brought him back with everything that's going on in the world today. Nick's specialty is talking about like the mental aspect of things. And, you know, uh, we went into whether the earth is round, flat, hollow, whether space is real, whether even the world we're living in right now is real or is real. Talked a little bit about trans surfing. Kurt had a boner the whole show. Uh, gave some books out that you guys can read, some tips to battle this chaos and what's going on in the world. So a little 20-minute mental health session in there, which I think is going to be very, very effective. Uh, probably should get some good feedback from you guys. So if you enjoyed it, uh, leave us a tweet at No Mercy Pod, Instagram at No Mercy Pod. Uh, but most importantly, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever the fuck you're listening to this thing. But uh, let us know what you thought if you want more of this type stuff. Uh, beginning of the podcast for the first 45 minutes, me, Kurt, and Bobby talked about Kurt getting attacked on the street. We found this out on air that Kurt got attacked during his run. We talked about cancel culture, Aunt Jemima, uh, Domino's Pizza, the Gator Chop, all the stuff that's going on with that. Uh, I went heavy into Nasara. So I know a lot of you guys have been asking about this with my cryptic tweets that I've been writing. So uh, I got a 40-part thread coming out about how this all ends. And what we should be rooting for. And there's a lot of darkness and there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of end of days apocalypse talk out there. I have the solution for you. And it's floated a little bit around the internet. I've known about this for 20 years, actually. So I teased a lot of the stuff that we're going to be doing in the thread and really broke down what this is and what the global plan is and what is Nassar Jassar and where are we going. So you are definitely going to like that. I guarantee it. If you don't know about it, you're going to be Googling the shit out of this all weekend. So uh, enjoy the show. We actually left off the Atlanta police thing, uh, had it listed as the first thing to talk about. We just got so sideways with other cool topics that we never got to it. But I think you're pretty much done with the Atlanta police talk. I mean, we've been going through it for three days. So maybe on the next podcast or a live stream, we'll talk about it. I have a special guest coming up next week, next Tuesday. It's going to be dropping. You guys are going to be very excited to hear. It is going to be complete and utter chaos next Tuesday. So uh, be, be ready, be prepared, get excited. We're going to destroy everything on Tuesday night. Uh, but without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy, what up? Let's get weird. It's your boy, Tommy. That was weird. My voice went out there. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy, Tommy G, here with episode 29 of the No Mercy podcast. I am joined today by none other than Bob's Lessons. What up, Bobby? What's up? Uh, I'm going to take the intentional walk today to uh, queue up Kirk because I know he's been waiting for this one. So I'm going to take the intentional walk and let's hear what he has to say. I know he wants Nick Hinton real bad. Yeah, he does. Speaking of thirst. He wants, he wants <laughs> Nick hitting real bad. We can talk about me and Nick are just on the same page. It's yeah. the only way yeah, to describe are. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to be on the same level as Nick. When that you level put is two, horizontal. No, no, no. When you put two threadmasters on the same podcast, oh, we just, oh, our brains just sync together. We're just—it's yeah. like it's like watching two people dance. 
You know, I just <laughs> I just intentionally walked so you could hit and you fucking struck out with the base yeah, loaded. Can you, you shut up? Put, where's my intro? Bring me. I, I'm trying to Bring do me. it. If you shut the fuck up, I Kurt, think this you, is Bob's new thing. He tries to distract you from doing my intro. No, Kurt, you listen back to the podcast. You can't shut the fuck up and let me introduce you. You have to talk. Within the first eight seconds, so I the whole point of being brought in uh-huh. when you say bring me in right. is for you to just sit on the fucking bench until I bring you in. Fair enough. Where's Kurt? Where is? Come on. There you go. Now you're Come on. The fuck's up, son? I See, want- now it's stupid because you already spoke. <laughs> yeah, but I step on your fucking thing, your little rant that you start every show with. Well, I just wanted to let everyone know I've taken up running. Have you guys ever ran before? Is it yogging? Is it the yeah, yogging yeah. with a soft J? <laughs> I started on Monday. Yeah? Yeah, bro. It, bro, the first 100 yards, I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. I don't know yeah, how I people... Yeah, I can't run did. 100 yards. Yeah, but by today, I ran a mile and got attacked by a bird. What? Elaborate on this. I don't know if this happens to other joggers, but Jogger? it was the first time I was running so wait, a mile. were you running or jogging? Because you said you were running and now you're jogging. Yeah, like I'm not – well, I actually ended up sprinting. But I was jogging. You were jogging. And for the first time since like high school, I was going to do a mile today. So I was coming on the back half of the mile mm-hmm. and something hit me on the shoulder. I was like, the fuck? I turn around and it's a bird. I was like, oh, oh maybe he just like bumped into me. Uh-huh. And you know, I go back to my jogging. He hits me again. <laughs> and I turn around again. And it, I've never seen anything like it. Like, it was almost like I was living in slow-mo. He was, like, flapping. And he looked like he was going to murder me. And he came <laughs> after me. And I literally had to sprint <laughs> home from that spot. <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, holy shit. What if people catch this on their Nest Cam, on their doorbell Cam? This is definitely going to go viral because there is a goddamn bird chasing me. It was the most insane thing I've ever had happen to me. I don't know what was going on because I didn't think birds went after humans. So, maybe, was, thought that, maybe thought that bird's nest on the top of your head was an actual <laughs> He hit my oh, shoulder my twice. What do you mean? Like, with his body or with his nose? His I don't, it felt like, I don't know, like a headbutt. Like, I don't, it was so weird. I didn't I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why he was so angry at me. <laughs> like I, and then I was thinking, is this a sign to not run anymore? Like I don't know what this was. Maybe it's one of those uh, malfunctioning fake CIA pigeons. That's what know? I was going to say, right. Bob. You got to have something to say about this because everyone's been talking about how they, you know, birds are fake. How they use birds to fucking spread. Uh, the fucking the particles in the air. Oh, how, I mean, you think he injected me with his beak? I, yeah, I think it's the fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna start a new uh, pandemic here. Bird, the bird uh, flu's coming bird back. Flu. Is that your I'm prediction? Like, you know what it is, Bob. Honestly, I mean the the odds of them not trying to come after me or you. Uh, and going after Kurt, uh, there is one possibility. One, I'm already legally dead, as we found out, right? So they may think I'm off their radar for some reason because I got the notifications from Chase Bank that I'm legally dead. Uh, that really happened for those of you that missed that story on Twitter. But maybe it's another thing. They know I'm going to Kurt's uh, Sunday, Bob. So maybe they're just using him as like a proxy to inject him with stuff so that when I go there, I get it and then I die. Bro, if Kurt is patient zero of a new epidemic, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be 
I give up. <laughs> I, Can we I elaborate on that? Like, like, I, sure. where were you running when this All started? Right. So I figured out what a mile is by using my car. So I have a path. No, you got to you got to map it out around your area to figure out where don't the, they have like those Fitbits and shit that the the healthy people use. I don't know. I haven't. I'm just getting into running. I I just bought my sleeve for my I phone. Now running. I got to buy fucking bird repellent. <laughs> I don't, so I don't the bird know. followed you for how long? Oh my god, the whole <laughs> latter half of the run. After I hit like the point six, and I was on the back end stretch, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I was sprinting. So it's almost like you could tell what your body can do when you think you're dead. You can keep going. And I'm just, two things are going on in my head. It's like, oh, fuck. Can I jump into that bush? Can I jump into that bush? Are there doorbell cameras looking at me? Who the fuck is going to post this on the internet later today? It wasn't wasn't passing you? It was like, was it staying over your... It's so weird. Like I would turn back and it was ready to fucking charge at me. And it would charge, and I would kind of just run as fast as I can. And every time I look back, it was like looping <laughs> in on me. I don't understand what was happening. I didn't have any food on me or anything, oh and I didn't God. have like weird colors. Oh, oh God. It Dude, was I'm gonna go five thirty go, in the morning when I go there Sunday to see my niece and nephew, Bob. I'm gonna I'll take you I'm to gonna where it go. Happened. Yeah, show me where it happened, Kurt. <laughs> I'm gonna go there with a the camera. I'm gonna dance on the street. It. And I'm going to go knock on every neighbor's oh, no, door. No, no, I'm not telling you. <laughs> just, pray, just pray that they have a fucking That is my biggest now. fear right now, that someone has this video. Luckily, it was at 5.30 in the morning, so a lot of people oh, aren't great. looking. Now I know what time to tell them, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Bob, the bottom line is if it was the last 0.4 miles, I know where Kurt lives. I know there's one street that he had to be coming from at least for the last you know, five or six houses. And I know it was at five thirty in the morning, so that gives me a good, good map to lay out. That I only need to knock on six doors to get. Imagine just seeing Kurt looking on the doorbell cam. You just see nothing. Sprinting. And then you just see arms flailing, and oh, flailing, like, like touching his head. Like flailing. that's what I was doing. I'm like I was kind of like slapping behind him. I'm like, why is this happening? I didn't know what was going on. Did you try to make a laugh? Well, here's the like, best thing: no, if I was he's on the slapping at absolutely nothing, if like, there's <laughs> nothing there, yeah. that Dude, was horrible. And did you did you tell your wife? Yeah, I told her. What'd she say? She didn't seem amused by it. She I was, was going to say, like, I'm oh. sure she just like. I don't think she off. believed me either. Like, I, I'm sure half the audience doesn't believe me. I no, swear I, to God, I, I this know happened. you. I, I know when you're lying. I, I can tell you. Don't, the one thing you don't do is lie. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what, so what do you think? What do you think it is? I, I, I'm not even going to look at it as a sign or anything. Because then that's going to just haunt you. Like, oh, I might hurt myself running now, and the birds telling me not to run. I think I look at it is it was just telling me, listen, when you're down and you're tired and you don't feel like you can go on because I went into an all out sprint, your body has that extra juice and you can keep. So this is going to help me in the future when I feel like I just got nothing left and like you're trapped under a car and then I'll just pick the fucking car up. It's going to be something like that. So this is a motivational bird. Right. Because now it's telling me what I could do. Bob's, Bob's so far away, I think he's crying. <laughs> Motivational bird. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, I, I don't even want to fucking do anything but talk about this. <laughs> the fucking Tony oh, Robbins of birds. <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm gonna do an audio book, and I'm gonna tell this as the first part of the story. Uh, have you gone back outside since? Yeah, I took my car out later and drove past there. 
Just uh-huh. I don't know why. I was, was just it a black drawn... bird. Was it a raven? Was it a no? Crow? It was, was actually it... like bluish gray. Uh. Like I don't know what it was, but it was evil as hell. I, I don't know <laughs> what was going on. I'm still confused by it. I need to uh, meditate on it. Would, would that be a motivational beaker? Uh, <laughs> Bob, did you catch that? Wait, no I, way, Bobby. material that. right now. Bob, what did you, you say? What I said? Motivational I said, that, beaker instead of motivational mo- speaker? Yeah, motivational yeah I got it. I just didn't get I didn't think it was No, you funny. didn't fucking hear it. You just processed <laughs> it now, and it wasn't as funny because you're not as funny as me. So when you processed <laughs> it in your head, it wasn't as funny. I just didn't now, think it was that funny. That was a fucking – that was a – that was a fucking knockout joke, motivational beaker, and you killed it. Yeah. Well, I think you killed it by verbalizing it. Yeah. No one <laughs> well, listen, any runners out there. Beaker is not great. Guys, I want you to go on Twitter and tell oh. that when we post this pod, if you think motivational beaker was not just genius. <laughs> like, we it. can literally we can literally make shirts of like a bird over like Kurt's back oh. with like a graduation hat on and oh, like, so bad. Tony Robbins face on it. Oh, that'd be great. Motivational beaker. I'm so but good. Any runners out there, let me know if you ever got attacked. Because I don't know if this is common. That's not I'm even attacked. Attacked, I think I've no. heard of. No, like no, a no, bird no. swooping down, but following. That's what it was doing. No, it wasn't following. It was swooping in at me. Like it wasn't just flying behind me. Well, at least uh, at least now you know that you can move on uh, and I power hope so. through. I'm honestly a little scared to run tomorrow, but God. if can it I, happens can I, again, can I, can I get in my car behind you and <laughs> run and just film just in case? No, if it happens again, I'm getting a GoPro cam and putting it on my back because it's obviously going to happen a third time because he probably lives there. I think I should. I think you should run Sunday when I get there. Why don't we do that? Let's just, All I'll right, just trail, I'll just trail you. 5.30 a.m. Let's do it. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, that sounds hard. I actually, I might still be up on 5.30 a.m. because it's Sunday, so I'll probably still be up from Saturday just getting off the phone with Bobby at that time. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the show here. Uh, we did an interview with Nick Hinton already. <clears throat> Nick uh, had some responsibilities yesterday and today. He's got a lot of stuff going on. We were able to squeeze him in. We got a good hour with Nick Hinton, which we will kick to uh, once we finish this part. I uh, don't want to spoil anything, but we recorded that first. Usually record this part first and then go to the interview. But uh, we recorded that first, so we already know what was said, and you don't. But uh, what you will find out is that Kurt uh, got quite the man boner throughout that process, huh, Bob? I mean, th- I-, I thought he was going to jump through the fucking uh, the recorder and try and bang Nick. Well, I really thought he was going to be like, oh, my God, Nick, we finish each other's sentences. <laughs> like, it that was so shit. gay. <laughs> it was literally just like, I mean, just. Since me and Nick are the same with everything, <laughs> since literally, you know, me and Nick are the same. Let me ask you one more question, Nick. And then he adds, "It's like, oh, of course we're the same again. <laughs> of course we're the same again." Nick, have you ever been chased by a bird? <laughs> I should have asked. Him. <laughs> I should have asked him what that means. I don't know how you went a whole hour interview that we just did and didn't mention the bird to Nick, who's like interdimensional. I know. Fucking- I totally forgot. I think you manifested that bird, right? You've been doing too much trans surfing. And I think I don't. I hope not, because I was listening to a trans surfing book as I was running. Mm. That's pretty amazing. I'm done with your bird. <laughs> All right, so so let's go. A couple of cover things. A couple of cover things. I'm fine, I, dude. I I literally, as you noticed by the intro, when I was like, "Well, let's get weird." The uh, from from all my time doing uh, live speaking events, presentations, Sirius XM, whatever it is that I've done from a speaking perspective. I literally, and same thing in sex, I go hard in the paint, in the words of Sam Tripoli, 
I shoot my load and then I'm done. So once my, I, I black out when I'm, when I'm speaking. And once I'm done and we shut off, like after that interview, it's like a old lawnmower. Like it's hard for me to get my brain back. So I'll be like 50% there the whole, the whole piece here. But, uh, so I have a few things that we should touch on <clears throat> the Atlanta PD. Uh, we need to touch on that. I think we should touch on the thirst wars between me and Bob that's going oh, on for those people that missed it. Uh, Bob's getting owned. Uh, cancel culture. I got that written down. I have aliens, uh, Nasara. Uh, I mean, where do you want to go, Bobby? I'm going to a dealer's choice. Let's I mean, start with Skinwalker Ranch and what we think that is and what's going on there. What? <laughs> this could be like every episode now where we name off 12 topics and then Kurt wants to begin with the 13th topic that nobody <laughs> even knows. had aliens listed. I know. Yeah, that's why I'm going into aliens. For aliens. We teed you up. I, well, I brought it. Here it is. Skinwalker what? Ranch. Let's go. What is that? We need oh, to give boy. Kurt 120 seconds every episode to just unload everything he needs to unload. He just got an hour with Nick. <laughs> to fuck. I mean, the kid came three times. I like, stopped talking during it because I was listening. And yeah, that's the like, best part, Bob. Bob, tell him what happened in the chat. Okay, so the whole time uh, the the interview's going on, there's, there's a side conversation going on in the chat between me and Kurt. Like, one, I'm talking shit to him. I'm like, dude, why don't you just get a hotel room with this guy? <laughs> but one time I messaged him. I said, Kurt, dude, do you want to jump in at any point? He goes, no, nah, I'm listening. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like i forgot we were doing the pie i was just listening he just thought he was fucking listening to a podcast so all right so we're not going to talk about aliens uh because we got a lot of that stuff going on uh with nick so kurt you just lost your opportunity because you weren't on topic so we're crossing that off now uh i think we start with the cancel culture and what's going on so bobby i know you're a big free speech advocate big cancel culture person so uh, i will let you kick it off we got aunt jemima uh, mm-hmm. Domino's Pizza, uh, MLB is starting to, you know, New York Post wrote an article about, uh, I don't know if you saw that one, Pete Alonzo said, uh, you know how we use WTF, like, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. He wrote LFGM, let's fucking go Mets. Oh, God. Right? Pete, and, they're, and, and fucking Mushnick's losing his mind about it. Like, this is crossing the line. We all know what the F means. Why can't you just take the F out? This is saying the word fuck and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, bro, Really? They're pulling down statues everywhere. Florida just canceled the Gator Chop. You know their famous Gator what? Chop. Yeah, they just that canceled that. To? I, the, the guy said we don't even know what the racist connotation is to this, but we're canceling it if people are offended by it. Like literally came out and said, "We don't know how this is racist, but we're going to cancel it anyway, just because we don't want you to be mad at us, Snowflakes." But so. why are these companies, corporations, sports teams giving in to this cancel culture though? It's like the lowest all, percentage of people that don't spend all, money. They're all the shit of the earth. Why are they I, caving to them? I have said forever that people are fucking stupid. You see it in the DFS community that that I've lived in for God knows how long. You see it on SiriusXM. You see it in the gambling community. You see it everywhere. Everyone's like, don't talk politics. Don't speak. Don't. No. You know what? I'm going to speak about whatever the fuck I want to speak about. And guess what? The most successful and wealthiest analysts and broadcasters and reporters in the history of the free will- world are Bill O'Reilly, Rush Limbaugh, and Sean Hannity. That's one, two, three. Uh, I don't know if that's in order, but those are the top three <clears throat> ever in, in media. Why? Because while everyone else is dividing up this other half of the country, and there's 20 people, fucking there's 500 companies falling to cancel culture, trying to split up 50% of the country. The people that go out there and go, hey, fuck you, we're going to do what we want, are basically monopolizing the whole other 50% to themselves. So I'm a firm disagreement, Bobby, in cancel culture. 
from a business perspective, and I know you are from many more perspectives. Well, there's so many ways to attack it, but uh, cancel culture, the, the two things that are important to me are cancel culture as well as like, you know, things like suppression of free speech, you know, because anytime you do that, you create new norms. So any like anytime you get rid of certain speech, then there's a new new set of guidelines that makes one thing at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So the taboo becomes less and less. And we're seeing the same thing with cancel culture. Um, but eventually, with all these witch hunts, you ev- inevitably become the witch. And I think a lot of people in pop yeah. culture are seeing that now. The problem is this. And I'm noticing this because I cannot listen. I'm telling you, you know me, dude. I was freaking into professional sports. I mean, Jets, Yankees, I mean, nonstop. I can't even watch sports anymore because of how out of touch with reality everybody is. The actual games themselves are fine, but I cannot listen to this shit anymore because they still buy into all this cancel culture shit. And I feel like the sports community is going to be is going to be the last community that comes around. And I'll use one example, then I'll kick to you. The perfect example of this is what you're talking about is Ben Askren's Twitter, because Ben Askren talks about the most amazing shit on his Twitter feed. And I love it. It's one of my favorite Twitter follows because he talks about whatever's on his mind. And then you go into his feed and you see the utter stupidity of some of the people that follow him. And you get to see both dynamics, you know, like you get to see that Ben Askren's got some, you know, some people understand what he's saying. And then other people just resort to the same cancel culture bullshit. And I think sports is going to be, uh, the last of all the communities, I guess, to come around. But eventually they are going to. I mean, they attack NASCAR with cancel culture, too. Um, and we weren't, you know, a lot of people in the NASCAR community weren't too happy with it either. So um, I think UFC might be leading the way as far as breaking away from cancel culture. I mean, look what they're doing right now. They're saying, fuck you. Right. And they're the well, only ones. Right UFC now. and WWE, just because McMahon and uh, and Dana White are good friends with Trump. Okay. Well, they're not buying into the cancel culture either. And you also notice that a lot of people in the UFC are free to express themselves. There's no unified, oh, we speak on behalf of the NFL. We speak on behalf of NASCAR and the NBA that, you know, be, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, police brutality and all that shit. No, they let the the fighters, for the most part, speak, you know, individually. You're seeing a lot of individual ideas, conflicting ideas, too, but um, a lot of free flowing of ideas in the UFC right now. And they're well, also no the more only- diverse sport than the UFC. It's Every country, every background, right. male, yep. female. It's the only sport where guys will watch females compete. Yeah, it's because the only sport where it's entertaining to do so. The um, the other part about the UFC, obviously, is that it's an individual sport, right? So it's easier to represent yourself and do what you want because you're your own brand. You don't have to worry about the team. The <clears throat> you know, All you have to worry about is your camp and your agent, but they're usually in line with you if you're a star. Like if Sugar Sean O'Malley wants to go do whatever the fuck he wants, he could do it. Right. Like no one's going to stop him. What are they going to do? His agent's going to drop him. They'll just go get another one. The UFC's going to drop him. They'll tell him to fuck themselves. They need him more than he needs them. You know, so uh, I, I agree with that. The Aunt Jemima thing <clears throat> is the craziest thing I've ever seen that they're canceling Aunt Jemima. Terrence uh, K. Williams did a phenomenal video on it. I mean, literally, you're canceling Aunt Jemima for it being racist. And even her grandkids are like flipping fucking out about it, saying, what are you doing? This is like the pride of our family that great grandma was, you know, the face of, of this syrup. Like we're getting to a point where you're canceling shit where the people you're canceling aren't even offended by it. Right. Like it's fucking insane. What's going on. The cursing, the, the let's fucking go. uh, Mets thing is insane. 
Domino's fucking uh, the press secretary tweeted something in 2012. I think she was still in college, right? In 2012 about Domino's pizza saying how great it was. And Domino's responded, thanks. And these people pulled this shit up eight years later. All Domino's said was like, thank you, press. Thank you, Kaylee. They didn't even fucking say anything bad or anything. And they're trying to fucking cancel Domino's because of that. Like, I literally am going to go buy as much Domino's. I hate Domino's pizza, but I'm going to buy it now. Like, when I'm ordering pizza at least once a week, I'm going to go get Domino's just just for principle. Like, this is fucking absolutely insane. They're ripping down statues. You know, they're tearing down statues of Columbus. They're tearing down a statue of fucking Abraham Lincoln. Thomas Jefferson. I mean, everybody, yeah. Fucking Lincoln freed the slaves, and they're fucking tearing down a statue of Lincoln. Like, I got a better idea. For everyone in the cancel culture who's trying to cancel everything because of racism and slavery, since no one in this planet, not no one in this planet, but no one in this country who's in a part of this, was ever a slave, and none of us have ever been a slave, instead of putting all this work and effort in to cancel um, the whole history, why don't we just cancel slavery? Like, just cancel that. Just Let's just say slavery never happened. If we're going to pull down the statues and we're going to pull down all this other shit, just cut out the fucking middleman. Just, just, okay, slavery never happened. Let's cancel slavery. And then we could all go on with our fucking lives, considering none of us were ever slaves and none of us have ever owned slaves. Why don't we cancel who started slavery? Yeah, I mean, we already did that. The Democratic Party? They already canceled the fact that they started slavery. They blame it on us. You know, they blame it on the conservatives. They also blame on us that they they didn't start the KKK and they made up this fucking fake-ass big switch, which wasn't a big switch. It's the biggest crock of shit ever. It's like a Snopes debunking of some shit, like, and now they're doing the same thing right now. Did you see the most recent thing they're doing today, guys? Uh, we were prepping for the show, but I saw this. Huffington Post UK. Breaking news. Black and minority ethnic groups could be the first to get coronavirus vaccine. What's the, uh, what's the logic behind it? The logic behind it is fucking probably the same logic behind the goddamn Tuskegee experiment and what Gates and these people have been doing forever. They use the African-American community and the Latino community as pawns. They've already either done it, though. Votes. I mean, yeah, they're, they're literally, get- yeah. I mean, uh, Bill Gates is already, you know, kicked out of African countries for they're the same type of eugenics. from like multiple countries. Yeah. There's basically they did these. I mean, the Tuskegee experiment is basically the biggest one, right? The syphilis study that literally hundred. They, they did it with like 400 people, like 100 of them died, 30 of them were paralyzed, 50 of them's wives got it like. That's what they do. They go experiment on these poor African children and then they all die and get paralyzed and get autism. And then they go, okay, well, we got to tweak the fucking vaccine. And now the same people who are running around using the minority communities for votes and to start race riots and wars for their own purpose are now basically saying we're going to experiment on you guys. And it's so funny to see the responses because these same uh, people who are going out there saying, we need a vaccine, we need a vaccine. The second they heard we're going to test it on minorities, they were like, oh, hell no. No, no, we played this game before. Yeah, they're so safe, but don't test them on me, you know, or, right. you know. Well, that's and what it, the, the Bill Gates ex-bodyguard said, that he never had his kids vaccinated ever for anything. Bill Gates' kids? Yeah, like his allegedly. Wait, his bodyguard didn't? His ex-bodyguard said Bill Gates never let his kids ever get vaccinated. Mm. Of course not. It's seen what it does to everyone. It's kind of like the same how Mark Zuckerberg, that famous picture of his computer where he had the um, camera taped over, right? So it's like they know the dangers of it, so they're taking preventative measures. So Bill Gates must know the dangers of a lot of his work. I mean, autism is just so rampant nowadays and is direct correlation to fucking vaccines. It's, It's fucking insane. But uh, I'm curious to see how this goes. Like, 
Okay, let's see this because no one wants to be the first. Once once anyone says we're going to test a specific group or race, uh, that should make you shit your pants. So uh, anything else on the cancel culture here outside of this just being absolute fucking bullshit? Uh, what's the end? Like, what's the end game? What are we trying to do? Asara Jasara. That I just want everyone canceled and no more Asara diversity. Jasara Jasara. And don't worry, I got a long thread coming out about it. I'm I don't even know so, what it is. You know, you, not many people do. No, Tommy right? G does. Tommy G does. And as Tommy G digs, he's finding out that I've been an Asarist for the longest time and didn't realize. Uh, what's your title? Narcissist, atheist, narcissist, narcissist monkey yeah, lover. What was no, it? I'm monkey lover. Agnostic supernaturalist. Yeah, that's what I was. But I'm ever evolving, so it's it's uh, I'm, I'm an ever evolving being as I as I come closer into my deeper consciousness. But the uh, I am realizing because you know I was a was I can't say was I am a huge Ron Paul guy, right? Like you guys know that my Ron Paul revolution. I named my dog Pauly, and his full name is Doctor Ron Paul. Uh, actually, looked like Ron Paul, but. Ron Paul's implementation of the flat tax, of the abolishment of the IRS, of the abolishment of the Fed, all the stuff Ron Paul used to talk about is in this Nasara Jasara. So stay tuned. I'm going to do uh, the thread should be out in a couple of days. It's so hard, Bobby. I've done like 15 hours already of research, plus the 150 hours I've been doing for the last two weeks. And I still just have a bunch of shit on a piece of paper that I got to figure out. Yeah, but you know, shit. This is the shit we've been talking about the whole time, man. About ending the Fed, you know, about how we've been on on a debt system for over a century, and that's what's been controlling us. That's the reason why we started doing this podcast is to mm-hmm. help people understand the big picture and who's controlling this. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see that thread. I mean, me and you've been talking about it a little, Bob. Uh, Kurt, it's too intellectual for you. We'll, what's up? We'll exactly. So. uh when me and Bobby have been talking about it, it's crazy how deep it goes. Like I'm finding myself it, this thing ties everything to everything. Right, Bob? Like we were on the phone for like just an hour and we were like, holy shit, it ties to the moon. It ties to 9-11. Kurt, it ties to fucking aliens. What is it? Uh, it, it, it I can't spoil it. I have a huge thread. But I'm not going to read your thread. And, and we're going to do it. I'm not even going to know what's out. And then we're going to do a whole podcast on it. So I, I want to, I don't want to give half-assed information i'm about 80 percent of the way through the research portion of it and it's basically just the best fucking thing ever and it's coming and trump's been hinting at it and this is what the whole mission is the whole time i've i've cracked the matrix i've broken the matrix officially so how did you discover it well i've known about it it's been around for 50 years it started with farmers back in the day so i knew about this from a currency standpoint uh back when i was just starting in finance uh, in college. So I heard it, it just wasn't Nassara what I heard it as, right? It was just go back to the gold standard, abolish the Fed. So I've been all in on that for a long time and heard about all the details and studied Ron Paul on it and everything. And over the last year or so, I've just been able to put this term to it. And now that I'm digging into it, it's just incredible. So there's the uh, most epic teaser ever because I just said a lot of nothing and I didn't give anything away. But, Are you uh, allowed start to say at- what the acronym means? Or like what? Um, like- or do you yeah, want to yeah, give that I'm, away I'm, yet? I'm allowed to say anything. Basically, what it is, is it's it started with the farmers, right, back in the day. Uh, I think it was in the 70s. The government, who basically is not allowed to be taxing us, it, it was never passed by the Supreme Court. Correct. Um, they, they snuck the taxes in, so we shouldn't be getting taxed. And taxation what the government did, is theft. Taxation is theft, 100%. And it got very corrupted. 
Uh, it was all the Rothschilds, and it goes back to all the major families, the major bloodlines, everything Q spoke about, all that. And basically what they did is they took the farmers and they took their land. They basically treated them like slaves. They did what they did to the Native Americans. They started giving them loans and then started giving them more money. Like if they knew they could handle like $200,000 or $50,000 in loans, they would give them like $500,000 in loans intentionally, like they did when the housing market crashed, uh, when Clinton, the uh, ninja loans, no income, no job, no asset loans. And then they started raising the rates on them and basically just bankrupt all the farmers so that they can possess their lands and foreclose on them. And the farmers went batshit, tried to fight it, and they just kept throwing the cases out, throwing the cases out. So what they were allowing the farmers to do, they were making them grow all these crops, get all these lands, buy all these acres, and then they were taking their shit from them. And they were even going and uh, when they would die, they'd have their land willed to their children. They were taking the willed land from the children. Like it was, it was, It's maniacal. And for about 30 years, the farmers were fighting this, right? And finally, after a long period of time, the farmers won, right? They won the battle. And it was like trillions of dollars in reparations, similar to what the African-Americans want in slave reparations. But this is a real thing that had to be paid. The Supreme Court finally ruled it. And they put forth this bill uh, called Nassara. And the stuff that I'm going to lay on you about this, that it's just fucking incredible but the bill basically was like, well, IRS is done. They're shutting down. We're going to the gold standard. X, Y, Z. We have to go back to constitutional law. And the way that it's pieced together to what Trump's been doing and what's been going on uh, in the news, the things that I found on YouTube videos, Q comms, things that needed to be done to implement Nassara, Russia, China, 9-11. The, the Nassara bill was supposed to be put through the morning of 9-11. And then the fucking towers blew up uh, and all the financial buildings blew up like it turns out that it's possible. Okay, now keep in mind, it's not 100%, but it's very possible in my crazy mind, likely, that 9-11 was just to present, prevent Nassara. Like, that's how extreme this is. So uh, I will get that that's, information. That's not extreme because, I mean, we have talked about that, how there, were, there was money missing from the Treasury. So we do have the theory that 9-11 was a banking war, was a banking false flag. So it's really uh -huh. not out of the realm of possibility. No, that it, they were trying to do a global reset. And then you had the... Uh, you know, the, apparently there was a gold uh, missing from the vaults under, you know, Tower yeah. 6. I mean, like, dude, it's not a far-fetched reality that, that you know, that this... Well, the gold was stolen, yeah. yeah. I think it was Tower 6 or Tower 7 uh, yeah. when they stole all the gold. But the crazy thing for me personally, what got me into this was I actually used to be friends with Warren Buffett's bodyguard, one of them. And he was a student of mine at the stock trading school. Big dude, like 6'5", like fucking 300 pounds. Did he vaccinate his kids? Uh, I never asked him, <laughs> but uh, he used to tell me <laughs> stories about how they used to, you know, he didn't really speak much. You know, he's like one of those military guys that's like, you could tell he's a bodyguard or like a Navy SEAL or something crazy, you know, just by looking at him and t talking to him. But uh, he started to loosen up as I started to teach him how to trade stocks. And, and I'll never forget the story he told me. I think it was Arizona, but he would tell me all the stories, how they would shut down FAO Schwartz for Warren Buffett. And he would take his grandkids there in the mornings when it was shut down and they'd just do supermarket sweep through FAO Schwartz, right? Uh, he told me all about his pickup truck. He told me all about, you know, different things. But he was very hush-hush about everything till one night we went out for drinks. And I'll never forget the story that he told me and the look in his eye. And it's like Kurt's bird story, right? Like, you just know it's true, you know? And he, it, like, there's certain times. Like, I'm very perceptive. I know when someone's lying or when they're making it. There's no like way. Like, when, I, when I got followed, I wasn't lying about it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then whenever you say you got laid, we know you are lying, <laughs> right? Like so, so... Uh, but he told me this story, Bobby, about with Buffett, how there was this big mission. They had to make a trip. And he got brought into this, like, underground fucking area. 
He said they had to blindfold them. They didn't know what they were going. They were security. And he's like, I had no idea what was going on. And he's like, and I looked around the corner. He's like, Tommy, there was more gold than I've ever seen in my life. He's like, it was halls and halls of gold in this underground place. He's like, they have just been storing. And he said, it's not just Buffett's. It's this like underground bunker of hidden gold for the elites. And I was just like, what? Yeah. And now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, whoa, I wish. And I when did you hear questions. that story? Fucking 2012. So imagine if you had asked him about deep underground military bases or, uh, uh, flat, or, deep, or right. all the fires that happened in California, you know, all these uh, strange earthquakes, you know, all the wish I knew then what I know now um, for credit, you know, cause I was into all this shit, but I was really just a financial and alien conspiracy theorist. Right. Like I wasn't into like a lot of the shit we talk about now. And I'm um, God, I wish I could get a hold of that guy. I even text my friend to try and get his number. So but that just ties into Nasara. So what percentage do you think Nasara is going? 105. Or, what? 105. You 100% think this is happening. I am a Nasara now. All right. So you're no longer a, a narcissistic, uh, no, transgender, supernaturalist. Transgender, supernaturalist. No. <laughs> I'm a Nasaris. And I'm going to start that happening. So it would like, have to happen in his second term then, right? There's not enough time it left. Happen. It, could, it could start as early as next weekend. It could start as early as this weekend. Really? Um, yeah, the timing aspect of it um, is not important. But I feel – now keep in mind, I am, I am about 90% certain that if you gave Trump a crystal ball oh, and a wand – his end result would be Nasara. Like I, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent certain on that. Whether he can accomplish it and get it done, I'm probably about 60, 70% that that is the end game. It falls yeah, in line with 90% every, of the stuff that's happened during his presidency. Everything. Everything. Pregnant. Me and Bobby were even re-listening to the speech and we we're like, holy shit, word for word, he's describing Nasara. It's it's one of those things. And then that you what about like the up. first Q post from the first week that we were reading yeah, off? We were like, uh oh. Don't spoil the whole thread. Oh well, yes. Yeah. No, but it's it ties to Q directly, ties to 9-11 directly, ties to JFK. JFK was the first person to put forward in the 60s when this stuff started. He was trying to put in a version of Nasara to shut down the uh go back to the gold standard, unleash the UFO documents and Roswell and all this. Like it ties to fucking JFK Jr.'s death. It tie- It's literally – I was on the phone with Tripoli and Romanelli the other day, and we spent about an hour and a half, and we were all just – I'm explaining it to them, and they're like, holy shit, this is the everything thing. It's the everything thing. It's what everything is about. It's what everything has been about, and it ties together everything from JFK to aliens and everything between. And the best thing about it for me is it makes me feel like I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Like these are all just different parts of the same fucking thing. How's it tie into aliens? Because the whole now, keep in mind, a lot of it is fact and some of it is conspiratorial, right? So there's certain levels of fact. There was an Asara bill. Mm-hmm. There was 18 points in the bill. There was the farmers revolting. The Supreme Court did take it. Now the conspiracy part is some people think it went through already and it got um buried, like they were keeping it a secret. And then Bush blew up the fucking towers and blew up the Pentagon and blew everything to wipe it out. Some people think that um, it was just something that never got fully put through, but it ties into aliens because it really goes deep into the fact that the theory on it at the end is that this is the next level of enlightenment. This is the utopia. This is the world peace outcome, the uh, the rapture per se. And there's bad aliens and good aliens already living amongst us. They talk even about lizard people. 
and how the good aliens are the ones who are actually going to help push Nasara through and are going to get us to there. It even ties back into the book, The Last President. We talk about Baron Trump and all that, the foreshadowing ties to Q, future proves past, right? The book, Last President, if, if Nasara gets enacted, you have to wipe out everyone who's in powerful positions and hold new elections within 120 days. Like every single conspiracy theory you've ever thought of ties into this except Bigfoot. So it's a cleanse, basically. It's a fucking reset. That's Did you say it's a swamp draining? I, it, yeah, shut nah. up. <laughs> I mean, now you're giving away too much. But, um, oh, what? my bad. Wait, I want to know Bob's percentage. That's his fucking happening. number one thing. Shut up, Bob. I that's the mic. Mute him. Shut up. What are you talking about? Don't say anything more about that. That's 90% of the people thought that. Shut up. Okay, what so were you the, saying, Kurt? Oh, what? I want to know your percentage on this happening. On what? A financial reset? The it's either that or, or a, it's either it's either there's going to either be a, a Nasara or, a, you know, Nasara type where there is that financial reset, where the, the, the debt is wiped free, where the black market money is out of it, where we don't rely on the Bank of England, the global banking systems. It's either that or a dystopic future where there's going to be less than 500 million people and their eugenics fucking program works out. Those We're are the going in scenarios. one direction or the other. Hundred yeah. percent. We're either, and that's why you better believe in it, because if Nasara and all this shit, if Trump and because, dude, what's going to happen, Kurt? No, I fucking, hope it does happen. But well, I've been well, here. what I'm saying, forget hope. What happens if Trump's in for another four years and we're just? I mean, listen, I know Trump's doing a great job. He's doing a phenomenal job, and it makes sense to all the stuff he's been doing behind the scenes. And I have some, I have some theories on the Supreme Court ruling that just happened too that I need a little more digging on before I enlighten everyone on it. But I mean, what the fuck? The country, the fucking world sucks. You know, everyone's like, Donald Trump, like the world sucks. That's what right? I mean. So something needs to drastically change. I get it. Trump's doing a great job, but America sucks right now. There's people fighting. There's chaos. There's fires. There's riots. The only way that stops, like Trump's mission is to stop it all. That's his plan. Like stop it all. And this stops it all. This yeah, pays every, it just wipes away everyone's debt. It wipes away everyone's mortgage. It wipes away everyone's student loans. It wipes away the IRS. It exposes the deep state, releases $800 trillion. It does everything. He gets every vote. He wins 50 states in a landslide and retires as king of the world. Like, that's the only thing that can fix what's going on. The other option is we fucking burn in hell and China takes us over and the NWO wins. So you better be on board with them, Sarah. I like no, that I'm first on board story with Sarah, but I'm just tired of being teased that all these things are going to happen, and literally nothing has happened in three and a half years. How can you say oh, nothing's no. happened? No, no, that's well, wrong. Uh, uh, let me rephrase it. I don't mean nothing has happened. I mean everything you feared is now happening, right? Such We're as in a police state, the liberals are literally taking over cities. We wear masks to go out now. We're dependent on the government. Everything you feared is happening right I, now. See, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree uh, 100% yeah. because I look at this as an exorcism. That's what I look at this as. Yeah, it but has I want to, be it to a, happen for once. For, for example. Well, Kurt, you're like, being an idiot. I'll explain to you. <laughs> well, for example, yeah. the Okay. The whole theory behind the fake uh, moon landing is not necessarily that the moon landing didn't happen, is that they needed the optics of the moon landing to convince the people that we went to the moon and that, you know, because the whole idea of Nixon, Nixon, yes, Nixon knew that the people had to see it. The people had to see it. The optics are important. People need to see what the direct result of authoritarian, and I'm going to say this for now because I said this many times, the left is the Trojan horse. So when I talk about the left, I'm not talking about your neighbor. I think they're under a spell. That's just me. But the left is the Trojan horse, and they're using these 
these uh blue these blue mayors and these blue governors and they're being fucking exposed right now they're being fucking exposed and this is like the the moon landing this is the optics that are needed in order for the exorcism to happen you've got to gain public approval trump just sold a million tickets to his rally tomorrow a million tickets okay so then- that, that's optics so then why are there polls coming from Fox News sure. that oh Trump God, is sure. losing sure. major ground? Once you get, in, sure. Once you get into Nassara, uh, you will understand. Maybe I should it, just wait. Yeah, nothing matters. Like, I've been saying this forever. I didn't know why nothing mattered. I couldn't piece it together. Everyone I talk to in the industry doesn't know much about it. Like, I'm willing to say I'm the authority on it at this point. <laughs> Outside of maybe some dudes, you know, who, who've done this more. But, like, of the people we communicate with, and the people that we follow on Twitter, like I, I'm fairly certain that I've become the authority on it in the last week with all the studying I've done. But when you look, this is so big. This is world changing. It has to stay secret if there's a gag order on this anyway. That's the reason you can't find much information on it. Start with St. Germain. But if you think about what Trump has already done to get this done, this is a global reset. Who gives a fuck about a riot? Who gives a fuck about Minnesota? Who gives a fuck about someone on CNN? No one gives a fuck about any of that. What he's done is he's united the world, everyone is aligned. I mean, Russia changed their whole entire government in January. No one even fucking talked about it. Putin fucking got rid of the whole fucking government and changed the constitution to get in line with Nasara from what it looks like. Um, the China deals that Trump went, China's on board. UK left uh, with the Brexit. You know, they left. Um, there's a crest removed from Buckingham Palace, which shows realignment there. Uh, the removal from NAFTA. Tr- Trump's trying to get us removed from NAFTA. He already got us pulled out of the WHO. He already got us out of the TPP. Uh, he already basically got us out of the Paris Accord. So when we're saying nothing's happening, if the bigger picture is this macro fucking thing, who gives a shit about putting Oprah in jail? Because the bottom line is if he can get this through, this global reset agenda pushed through and align with Russia and align with China so there isn't a fucking world war that's following it, everything takes care of itself. Literally the whole world changes overnight. Like, it's that quick. So, yeah, I'm with you, but I just want to see it happen just, for once. Kurt, you're trying to unwind hundreds of years of it. corruption in three and a half years get it, but- while you're getting bombarded with fucking race wars, while you're getting bombarded with fucking coronavirus, while you're getting bombarded get with each But time's so, I mean, running yeah. out. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It is not running out. You just aren't seeing it the same way as you didn't see it when the left, with the deep state, was brainwashing all of us for the last fucking hundred years. Mm -hmm. The reason the brainwashing worked is because they slowly boiled the frog in the pot with Britney Spears and then Christina Aguilera and then fucking this one and then Lady Gaga. And they just slowly started to take over. It's the same thing in the unwinding process. Uh You have to slowly unwind it from behind the scenes. I'm with you, man. I hope you're right. I just hate the fuck seeing anything yet. It's not for you. It better be for me. I'm the people. It is for you, but it's not for you to see. Oh. When they're taking down the mafia. Do they start putting news reports? Hey, yes. we just got Joey Babalooch. A hundred percent they did. No. They go get the fucking lower level guys. They fucking wire them up. They send them back into the mob and they study them for three years before they take them down. Yeah. Ten years before That's they take a, them down. I'm with you, but the elections are coming up, so better hurry up. Oh, we're walking through this election. Fuck out of here with these polls. Polls are stupid. Bob, you want to shed in anything before we get to the Hinton interview? No, you want Kurt. to talk about our thirsty war? Yeah, we can talk about thirsty. I also want to real quick. I know Kurt put a tweet out today about his uh, uh the bot autonomous zone that he wanted to set up. Didn't you? You said bot that autonomous you're, zone. <laughs> the bot autonomous zone because you said. How come I got to think all the funny shit? Huh? 
That the is Bob pretty Tom good. I never thought of that. Did you, Kurt? No, I didn't think I like it. So what? So what was your theory about the autonomous sound that you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to me or Tom now? You, you, you. You're the one that said, "Well, if Ch- they don't have to pay uh, property." Tax, oh yeah, like how do they get hello? away with not paying property taxes, and I got to fucking pay fifteen grand a year for my fucking property taxes? So that's so why I was- say I should claim my property under Black Lives Matter and no longer pay taxes. I think we all, all should. Right. But now I don't want to do that because I don't want to get caught up in the, uh, what was it? Kazara. The Kazara. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the best is, too? We should all go buy extra houses and thing, everything right now because if they wipe out the debt, you're going to have all the assets with none of the fucking payments. Can I just say something? Because I was called a typical white supremacist yesterday by a oh, guy. Right. You made it. <laughs> at anti underscore vote called me a typical white supremacist. He called you a white supremacist? <laughs> typical white supremacist. I like when he throws the typical in Oh, there. you have to say typical. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all typical. <laughs> what, oh, that's too funny. That's great. Uh, so real quick, before we get to the Nick thing, I want to keep this under two hours. So our, our, thirst, our thirst wars, uh, in case you guys Jesus missed Christ. it on Twitter, me and Bobby are going at each other's throats. Um, we took a couple days off because things, uh, we just we got busy. You know, me and Bobby, busy, busy people. But, uh, Kurt, have you been watching the Thirst Wars between me and Yes, Bob? and I have a question. Mm. Now, now, I think I know how this started, but how did this start? I'm assuming it was no, you, you and us. two, was yeah, you you two on us. the phone, right? No. Bob no, no. Post, well, no, can I get my theory? Then you tell me what's I wrong. I know your theory. Uh, Bob posts the thing. He's like, bro, how do I get more traction? Because I look thing. so sick in the this. The thing? That's all you got? The thing? The beautiful sonnet or whatever the hell you were playing. And Tom goes, bro, I have 100,000 followers. What I'll do is I'll retweet this. (laughs) In return, we have so many new followers. I need you to bring back up my dick pic. (laughs) So Bob's like, oh, that's an awesome idea. And we'll we'll tag it as Thirsty Thursday, (laughs) Thirst Wars. And no one will know we're just doing this so girls DM oh, us. No. Can like, I say something? Exactly I'm really, no, 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 I'm really impressed. Bother. I'm really impressed yeah. that he thinks we're this smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a fucking train wreck. So what really happened was I always make fun of Mad Lab for his fucking guitar video. And me and Bob were having a conversation about Guitar Guy the night before and how Guitar Guy, Ben, if you're listening, love you, brother. But um, Guitar Guy tends to kill the vibe. Like, you can't get laid with Guitar Guy there. right? And I like, agree. Talk- I don't like Guitar Guy at parties. I do want to say that. I do right. it as so a I job, but I don't like guitar guy at parties. I hate guitar guys in general. <laughs> I think they're overrated fucking cucks in the history of the world. They can string an instrument and people want to fuck them. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, so uh, It's a loophole. So I think it's a comp- constant, uh, uh, what do you call it? Compensation. Place. Yeah, dude, I told you my brain shut off. I had my, <laughs> my mental reshut, uh, mental restart. But um, yeah, I think it's an overcompensation because they're not used to having a big hog in their hand. So they got to have this big fucking guitar in their arms. that's very phallic looking. It looks like a dick and balls. Like, <laughs> it makes them feel like they're somebody. And they're Can we get to the they're fucking re- point? Yeah, like, where are we I'm going? never going to look at a guitar the same ever again. Uh, a video of him, a minute and a half long of him on his couch, just like, and then you and then you just hear him go, think about my lady friends and I do it And he's singing this fucking gay ass song. And just strum strum diddly dum diddly dum. And I'm like, dude, 
This and he and he looked pretty good in the video. I'll give him that. I'm like, Bobby just took this fucking thing and posted it up there. Like, hey, look, America. Look at look at how patriotic I am, America. My song about America. And I just wrote thirst trap. Right? Under it. I go, thirst trap. You know what a thing pointing up. And then uh Bobby ended up fucking uh digging up my uh, my old dick pic. Oh so stop. I, he did not. He no, did. That was the first thing I went for. He so. asked me for help. He texted me, he goes, Bro, you're dead. He goes, what? He goes, I'm going to find your picture. Oh, I, I swear to God, this is exactly how it happened. I said, I just can't, I can't find it. So Can I, I add to my that. story? Yeah. No, hold on. And then what I fired back with, Kurt, I don't know if you saw this, because you know this isn't scripted. It's Bobby would have like, never let me do this. He had the same picture from 2018 that he posted fucking like three weeks ago. All right. Listen, I'll give up. you that. I'll, I'll give you that one. I got caught there because I do catfish that picture because I look really fucking good because I was working out. Like six days a week. And the angle, the angle is perfect to where it shows my bulging bicep while I'm playing a five string bass guitar. It is by far your best picture. It is. I mean, whoever took that picture, thank you if you're listening. I appreciate that. But, your skills are but as far as the guitar stuff, listen, this is my job, man, dude. I'm oh, trying to God. I'm trying to promote myself as a musician. Oh fuck out of here. So no, I do have I do whenever I learn new material, I do no record myself. Like it. Can I? But I will give you fifteen percent of the reason why I posted that video was to was to, uh, uh, yeah, thirst exactly. Yeah, okay. I'll give you fifteen percent. Can't. And I will give you, you that the reason I'm giving you the yeah fifteen percent. Why would you post it if it wasn't to get poo? How many right. no how many videos have I ever posted like, of me? I play a guitar every day. How yeah, many but not right. sitting on your couch in a tank top strumming away well, all the time, dude. And then maybe. Uh, and then what, what, so if you looked like shit in that video, but the song was dope and you sounded great, would you have posted it? No, fuck no. Therefore, <laughs> <laughs> it can't be 15%. Well, I, I told you, you I, I self-admitted on the phone with you. I said, part of the reason why I post this is because I looked really good in the video. I looked really okay. good. And, and I will tell you this, that when you told me you were looking for my dick pic on the internet, huh. the reason that I assisted you in how to find it was because I'm a hundred percent happy that that's recirculating. So <laughs> that's the reason I'm, I fucking, I got a hammer, like let it out there. It's great. But, but the, that's the, 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 the picture of you in front of the fucking Jaguar, the football. Was, that, I, didn't, like, I didn't want that recirculating. Yeah. There's yeah. no way you want that out there. That was a good comeback by you because I hit you with the Jeep and you hit me with the Jaguar picture from the post, but the dick pic, that's why I think I'm winning the thirst war. Cause I actually exposed your old pic on Instagram and I got my, my gray sweatpants picture to recirculate. Wait, so, so. you want to win the thirst war? You want to prove wanna, that you're you, thirsty? You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just enjoying attention. Oh, okay. Oh, you just want the attention. Yeah. So it's actually, I do want it to continue forever. Well, that's 4d chess. Cause I didn't even think about it like that. Uh, yeah. So that changes I mean, everything. Now I'm going to go into uh, ignore mode. I'm not going to give you any attention. I'll just keep curb stomping you. <laughs> I mean, you got enough stuff to embarrass me, though, because you got my access to my Facebook. I got a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I like where Bob goes that after he annihilated me, now he's going to Tom. Well, you got when quiet. When did you annihilate me in anything? You talking about me? Yeah. Dude, I made a whole fake thread before your thread about your stupid alien beliefs and everything with like, it was like an 18-part thread. Really and I had, a, I had a meme of you. In you know, singing in the fields with an alien and having a remote, a romantic yeah, that's more relationship with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick Hinton is your, is your fantasy. But uh, anyway, speaking of Nick Hinton, let's get over to it. So uh, any final words here, boys, before we kick over to, to Nikki Bones? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I've unfollowed Greta Thunberg. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. Uh, it's just. Uh, I can't because when you follow one person, it's the only thing in your timeline, and I just can't see that shit anymore. But I, <laughs> I am following someone new. It's my flame of the week, so go check it out. Oh, should we should we say it on the pod, or do you want to? Make, no, go to, go to my Twitter, check it out. Okay, at the bod, some mercy, no mercy. Some mercy. No mercy. Uh, just at Bod, no mercy. At the Bod, no mercy. At the Bob, no mercy. The Bod, B-O-D, no mercy. Just go to just go to at Bob's lessons instead. It's a better pick. <laughs> That's where all Kurt's followers came from anyway. So <laughs> just go to Bobby and then he'll eventually send you over to Kurt when he curb stomps him. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the great Nicholas Hinton. All right, party people, it's time for our boy, the wizard. I don't even know what we should call you, Nick. I don't know what's offensive in your dimension-dumping <laughs> world. But uh, Nick Hinton, ladies and gentlemen, follow him on Twitter, as we said earlier, at Nick, N-I-C-K-H-I-N-T-O-N, which we already discussed on the last time you were on, Nick, how there we think there's another Nick Hinton in another universe who stole your original Twitter handle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's up, up dudes? I miss, I miss you guys, dude. Yeah, you got Kurt on with you now today. So Bobby's here. Remember Bobby? Yeah, mm-hmm. man. What's going on, dude? Long time. No talk. Long time. Yeah, I know. We got to get back on the phone when we're all partying again. <laughs> that was yeah, so much fun. Oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> that was the best conversation it was, in, the, dude. in the history of the world. We are all drunk one night <laughs> till like four in the morning. All had oh people over. It was complete chaos. And then the bod. <laughs> Kurt, you're very excited to be talking to Nick. This is the first yeah. time. Yeah, Nick, I'm the brains of the operation, so I'll be asking the good questions while these idiots just want to talk about racism and politics. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. All right, so we basically, Kurt's not wrong there, so we basically do spend most of the podcast (laughs) talking about racism, politics, Trump, all that stuff. Uh, Before we get into uh, all the stuff that you specialize in, Nick, as far as, you know, uh, parallel universes, quantum theory, fucking whether the moon is a spaceship, you know, all the stuff that we're going to get into there. What the are fringe take- stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know that. That stuff that, that really means everything that no one talks about. <laughs> right. But uh, what are your takes on what's going on in the world right now? Is there any uh, dimensional aspects to what's going on here that you have any theories on? Um, I don't know whether it deals with like dimensional quantum stuff. I mean, it could. I mean, so there's a Hopi prophecy that uh, at the end of time or whatever, at the end of the old world, that there'll be two branching timelines, one that leads to a golden age and one that leads to, you know, an apocalyptic dying world. And so I kind of think in like a broader sense, that's what we're seeing right now is the the death of the old world and uh, the birth of the new one. And so I don't really know what <laughs> what the like stipulations are of how you are the requirements to get into that new world. But I don't know, man. I think I think everything's about to change drastically, and I think maybe some people will have totally different experiences. Yeah, I'm looking at this from. And by the way, Bobby and Kurt, I opened up the chat there, so if you guys want to jump in, just so we can keep it orderly, because I know Kurt's going to keep diving in. For I was about to dive in, then yeah. I saw that, yeah. and I'm like, wait, now what do I do? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> just, just send me a little cue if you want to jump in, so we're not all talking over each other because we're not on a normal recording device here. But uh, Nick, do you think it's that? we're going to split off and some of us will head to the quote unquote utopia promised land, better uh, stem of the fork there. 
and some people will head down a different path or do you feel like we're all heading down the same path how do you how do you feel this plays out because i think we're all in a kind of apocalyptic mindset right some people are saying this is the end of days some people are saying this is the beginning of the rapture and everyone's kind of thinking it's one or the other so what's your take do we separate here right um yeah, I don't want to get too like divisive because I don't want to say that like other people that are listening are not going to make it. Like, I, the idea is like a little bit out there, but I mean, there's a lot of prophecies that talk about this new heavens and new earth, and that's just the most hope I have for the world because other than that, it's really depressing to look at. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, so kind of to tone it or to not be so broad, I do think it is um, somewhat orchestrated everything that's going on, and I do think that the Luciferians and the Satanists, the cabal or whatever, they do know what is happening. I think they are aware of the shift and the new world that's uh, being born. And so they're holding on as tight as they can because they know their time is short. I'm in the same boat, Kurt. So do you think this is more of, you said two timelines going left to right, or do you think this is more of the quantum jumping theory that every timeline is in play and you can control which timeline you go to? Yeah, I think there's always infinite time or nearly infinite timelines that you can switch over through and I think um, or switch over to. And I think we're constantly doing that all the time, even when we're not aware of it, just based on our, 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 like, our attitude towards life. I think that shifts you into different timelines constantly. And I think it's possible to take bigger shifts by doing meditation and visual, visualization and things like that. But um, honestly, we might already be in the new world and we're just witnessing like the debris or like, you know, it's going to be painful at the beginning because I think honestly, the world ended in 2012 or part of me does. I don't know if that theory is true, but we could already be in the new earth. You know, we could already be in that parallel reality ever since 2012 when um, CERN discovered the large or when CERN turned on the large Hadron Collider and found the um, God particle. Yeah, I'm actually, that, that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's, I'm actually doing a whole thing on uh, Nasara Jasara. I'm doing a whole thread on it. And uh, a lot of the biblical stuff in it is like seven years of torture. And then all of a sudden we head into the rapture and all that kind of stuff. I think we're actually in the seventh year of the seven years of torture, honestly. So a lot of different ways you can interpret that, Bobby. Well, yeah, it just kind of reminded me like what you were saying about the converging timelines. Uh, I know you're, you did, you talk a lot about like, you know, group meditation and stuff. So that's what I kind of think this, like when we talk about a great awakening and it being an, an information warfare or like a warfare for consciousness, you know, yeah. do, you, do you feel like that's part of like the, the battle is for the battle, of like, like a collective consciousness, consciousness to steer us either towards, like you said, like a golden age of enlightenment or if the Luciferians win, then we're going into a completely different apocalyptic, uh, you know, new world. So is that, is that kind of what you're saying with that? Like, do we have control over that? Um, I choose to believe that we do have control over that. And yeah, that's kind of where, what I'm hinting at is that there is a timeline where the Luciferians win and there's a timeline where we win. And I do think it's a psychological battle, a spiritual battle, even a temporal battle. I think they, I think this war spans over different timelines and they're trying to merge them into the one that they find preferable, which would be the singularity point where we all download our consciousness into computers and crazy stuff like that. Yeah, but see, I think, yeah, go ahead. I think it can be, I think it can be avoided. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, Cause the singularity thing scares me. And that's kind of basically the point where AI takes over, right? Where AI, uh, 
becomes the dominant, like there becomes more artificial intelligence than natural intelligence, right? And then at that point, we've we've passed over into the, I guess, almost like the, the new mark of the beast. Yeah, I think what they want is to, it's, it'll be like the matrix. If we're not already living in the matrix, I think they want that scenario where they plug us all in and the AI just uses our energy. <laughs> yeah, so, I... Wait, here, let me ask you this. Is there a specific movie that you think that we're heading towards more than anything else? Like, do you think Matrix has it it on point? Or is there another one that probably you see, like, a a direction that we're heading? Um, This sounds a little funny, but the movie I like is Tomorrowland. Because it it talks about how there's that other dimension where... So the world, basically in that movie, the world, like, ending, there's riots, civil unrest, and everything like that going on. But these kids find this other dimension where there's a breakaway civilization in it where it's basically a utopia. I mean, the utopia in the movie is going through some hard times as well, but they save it and it affects the real world as well. So I choose to believe that. I think that there, I think that with all this quantum weirdness going on, you know, the fact that um, quantum computing is becoming a lot more accessible to people and quantum technology is going to take off pretty soon. I think we're living in a new type of reality where time is going to become a lot more fluid. Hmm. So do you, as far as how you view it on a macro micro level, do you feel we're all on this timeline together or is it more of quantum jumping where we can control our timeline? If we're not happy with this situation, we through meditation and other avenues are able to jump to another timeline individually. So if I'm not happy with what's going on, can I quantum jump onto another timeline? Oh yeah, you definitely can. And I think it takes a lot, a lot of work to get to a totally different universe. I mean, it's really easy to shift very slightly over to a more preferable reality, which I did the other day. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but there was something I really wanted, which seemed almost impossible, but I did, you know, this, I, I did this uh, like meditation technique and um, the next morning I got exactly what I was asking for. So I think like dimension jumping and quantum leaping and manifestation law of attraction, it's all the same name for the, or it's all different names for the same thing. I, I've thought that for, I've thought that for a while that it's, you know, same whenever, yeah. I mean, whether you're talking about someone who's praying on it, whether you're talking to someone who's using a uh, visual tools, like the secret, or things like that, whether you're talking about someone who's talking about quantum jumping, it, it's, it's all one and the same, right? Like the main premise is that our minds control, uh, and Kurt, I know you have some different theories on this, whether it's our minds that are controlling it or we're controlling our minds to control it. There's a million different ways to look at it. But the bottom line for the lay out there is that we can actually create our future. And even more than that, we can create our world. We can create our surroundings. We can create the way we view everything. And that's what I've been experiencing lately too. Just, it's been a little bit of religion. It's been a little bit of simulation. It's been a little bit of the matrix. It's been a little bit of trans surfing. It's, it's been a little bit of everything. I don't, I don't know what it is, nor do I care what it is. I just know that I'm basically able to create my own reality on a, on a level that's really fucking freaky, like scary. Right. right. Yeah. I can, I can, I've been able lately just over the last few months to literally just focus and create things, put things on TV, find things that I haven't been able to find in years. If I'm looking for a video, Nick, I literally just start thinking about it. And then I just open up Twitter and bang, a video from seven years ago pops up on my timeline. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely experienced things like that. 
So real quick on that. Um, so is, so with prayer and all these other things being the same, do you feel our consciousness is what builds what we're living right now? So the whole yeah, theory yeah. of like a rabbit's in a box, that rabbit is alive, dead, one-legged, three-legged, all at once. And then when we open the box and it's exposed to our consciousness, that's when it's either alive or dead. Is right, that- yeah. You're talking about Schrodinger's cat Schrodinger, experiment? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he said rabbit because uh, yeah, yeah. he's retarded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit, the, the rabbit hole. Schrodinger's <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> uh, we're gone, Nick. Um, yeah, I believe, you know, if you study <laughs> quantum physics, it's basically says something along the line that we live in like a sea of probability and the observer collapses probabilities and turns them into reality. And I do believe the collective plays a part in that. So that's why group meditation and stuff like subliminal programming is really important because when everyone is focusing on these movies and these TV shows and the news, that's collapsing probabilities and creating that reality that we see on the screen as a collective. But yeah, you have power over your individual subjective reality, um, you know, a lot, a lot more than you do over the collective. So I think that's why it's important to change yourself in order to change the world. Just like, you know, every single great person has said. Well, just like the whole Black Lives Matter movement where everyone's protesting and tearing down buildings. Imagine if those people every night just meditated together for one hour. Right. All right, Buddha. I'll just think about it. (laughs) I don't agree with that would not have a bigger shift in difference than just rioting and killing people? Yes, Kurt. Meditation is better than rioting and killing people. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt just muted because I have my kids graduation playing in the background Uh, but yeah I know know what Kurt's saying Kurt's basically uh, in a very dumb way trying to get the point across that you know the energy we're nothing but balls of energy right like we're all just part of the universe and our connectivity to the people around us we can actually create we could change their energy levels right Bobby I know you've talked a lot about this even from a music perspective how just the vibrations of the music we listen to could affect us and affect others and all that, right? Yeah. Oh, know, definitely. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Nick. Well, I was just, you know, one of the things that I always talked about was the, uh, you know, just the, the miracle tone or the frequencies of nature, uh, f- uh, certain energies that vibrate in synchronicity with nature. And I feel like there's a lot of things, whether it's through diet or whether it's through uh, sound waves, whether it's subliminal or not, are throwing us off of our, Uh, organic path so that's kind of like what nick was talking about about you know they can subliminally change your timeline as well and you have and you you may not even be conscious or aware of it as it's happening you know i mean we always talk about the constant closing off of the third eye right you know that that's kind of what you know we're alluding to this is that is that our own self-awareness and our own being can lead to an age of enlightenment or like what nick was saying like a golden age and so when we talk about this war about, you know, between good and evil, this is all the stuff that we're talking about is anything that they can possibly do to turn us off, you know, because if we're like light receptors and Nick, I know you had an article where they could actually measure that like humans can glow in the dark. And then, yeah, um, there's a yeah. thing called biophotons that your body actually emits a tiny bit of, uh, I think it's infrared or ultraviolet light. Yeah. So yeah. it emits ultraviolet light. And then I, I know you went into like um, how, and I know this te- connects to cancer. Well, explain, explain, explain it, Nick. Go, go deeper into that. Explain, because if you wrote a thread on it, talk about it. Well, yeah, I think what he's getting at is the fact that there's, um, they're spraying smart, well, I, you know, you can't prove whether they're doing this for a fact or not, but the 
quantum dots in nanotechnology already exist. There's already patents for it. There's already companies that say that they're making it. And so what some people say about chemtrails is that they're actually spraying these quantum dots, which are actually able to absorb, they're actually able to absorb that um, ultraviolet light and turn it into radio frequencies. So like literally if we're breathing this stuff in all the time, they're sucking that natural light from us and turning it into an unnatural thing, you know? Uh-huh. Well, explain this to me now for someone listening. You know, I know a lot of listeners, you know, maybe all in on this or maybe even confused going, what the hell are these aliens talking about on this, on this podcast? <laughs> right. uh, one, one piece of advice would be if you notice the people who are the most connected to this type of thought process and this, whether it's transurfing or whether it's visualization, they're usually the most successful people. And if you talk to the people who are the most turned off to this type of thought process and conversation, they're usually broken, unsuccessful and miserable and trolling people on Twitter. So there's, <laughs> it's a very, you want to talk about splitting of the, the, you know, that fork in the road. I mean, when you see someone who's enlightened or successful, they're, they love conversations like this. When you see a fucking idiot, they're like, this is stupid. And, and they probably already tuned out of the podcast 10 minutes ago, but give people right, advice, right, Nick. Right, right. On, some things, because we talked about vibration, you talked about uh, food, talked about, give people some tips that they can do if they want to start plugging into the universe more and start being more aware of what's going on. Is there certain books they should read? Is there certain foods they should avoid? Like anything like that, that you would give them as tips to kind of start on this journey? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously avoid GMOs, drink alkaline water. There's like awesome filters you can buy to make it more to make your water more pure there's like these crystal glasses you can drink out of that will actually um like it structures the atoms in the water makes it more organized rather than chaotic and um my favorite book about like doing meditation the quantum leap and and create your own reality is dr joe Dispenza's book becoming supernatural i love that book and it was my life started changing when i started reading that book and i started doing things like writing down my goals every day, doing visualization, meditating, um, and doing affirmations where you just talk to yourself in the mirror. Like it sounds so dumb, but you just look at yourself and you pretend that you already are what you want to be. And you tell yourself that you are. And and that's, that's, what's funny with me, Bob. I don't know if you do anything like this, but through my, when I keep saying this religious journey, right? Like I don't pray per se. I talk to God, right? Like I, I refer it differently. I don't, get down on a knee and do that. I walk around my apartment and I have a conversation with God and I talk to him the same way I'm talking to you guys. Uh, sometimes, unfortunately, I know a lot of Christians out there won't want to hear this. Sometimes I curse and I usually apologize right afterwards, but I, I'm just normally speaking to God. And I, when I tell you the things that have happened, um, some people, you know, critics of religion will say, well, it has nothing to do with God. It's your visual affirmation or I don't care what it is, whatever I'm doing, it's working and it works for other people. Right. So whether it's in a mirror, whether it's pacing around your living room like I do, it's really important to say these words out loud, get your thoughts out loud, and put them into the universe, and then it's amazing how quick it comes back to you. Right. I think a lot of people pray the wrong way. I mean, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of like getting, I mean, getting on your knees and asking for forgiveness is not a bad thing, but getting on your knees and begging God for something, it's just not putting out good energy, I right. feel. It's, it's putting out... a uh, you know, a lack, you know, you're putting out the energy that you lack something and you're going to create more of that. I think that's also why in the Bible, it says, um, those who have nothing will lose everything. And those who have, um, those who have, have everything will gain more because people who have those mindsets of like, Oh, I'm abundant. They'll always keep accumulating things. 
and you know people who think that oh my god i'm so broke you know it'll always stay that way because you're just focusing on that yeah and every every single business nick me and you were outwitting the devil guys right that was you i was talking to about that oh yeah i love that book that was one of the first books i read yeah so we were on the phone that night before bobby came on drunk uh (laughs) we're talking after the last pod i was like listen i want you to read this book you got to do me this favor blah blah and then I said it and he just, Nick just bugged out. He was like, wait, what? Like, no one's heard of this book. Like, no one's read Outwitting the Devil. And it was like one of your favorite books ever and my favorite book ever. So another piece of reading material for anyone out there that wants, yeah. to, uh, wants to check it out. That's a really good book about like avoiding the demons of life and not becoming a drifter and floating through this shit. Right, Nick? Yeah, living intentionally and purposely, purposefully. Yeah. And Kurt, we talked about that. It's kind of a transurfing book. You read it. Yeah, Outwitting the Devil. Yeah, I read. Uh, I just got back from the graduation. Yeah, I saw. I know, I heard no, you Kurt. Say that's why I called on you. Us. Time out. Time out, Kurt. I saw you write back in the chat, and that's yeah. why I was trying to discreetly just kick to you. Like you, <laughs> right. you never left, but you didn't. Well, no, because I was going to go back to Joe Dispenza, and I only heard the last part of it, so I don't know what you talked about. Well, you don't get to. You don't get to partake then. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the major thing that I learned as far as manifesting is emotion and removing importance. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so every uh, good trick is called anchoring. So when you anchor something, it, it could be something as dumb as just touching your forearm, right? And then think of an emotion where you were your happiest, right? So let's say having your kid. So throughout the day when you're trying to manifest something, whatever it may be, you would touch the left forearm, remember that emotion of having your kid, and then think of the item you're trying to manifest. Anchoring is a huge part of that, and also removing importance, where you never want to idolize or think of these things as like you have to have, you need to have, and think right. about it nonstop all throughout the day. You need to know what you right. want, release it, and then go about your business. Yeah, because holding on too tight to it, yeah, it creates too much importance and it creates that lack of feeling. If it's so important to you, you're like, oh, I don't have this and I need it so bad. So you're only creating more of that. I need it. I need it. I need it. But um, yeah, so like a closed fist can't receive anything. Like you said, you have to let go and just kind of, you know, be go with the flow type of, you know, like be in the Tao. But um, like you were talking about anchoring, I've heard of that before. I think it was in another Napoleon Hill book where um, Napoleon Hill asked one of these rich people. He's like sitting there. I think it was um, laws. A, I think it was laws of success, if I'm not mistaken, right? Where he's sitting there rubbing a stone, and Napoleon Hill's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm making money." Yeah. Because he had he had that emotion attached to the stone, where if he whenever he would rub it, he would be reminded of that emotion. Think and grow rich. Laws of success. It was one of those. But yes, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Because I remember I remember reading about that. And, yeah, uh, that's why a lot of people when they get into law of attraction, which is basically the thing you get started with when you watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. But it teaches you just ask for whatever you want, and you're going to get it. And right. I, and right. I'm more in line with Nick on this. Like, when I pray, I don't ask for anything. Um, I, I don't agree. And keep in mind, I'm not a very religious person. I'm becoming more spiritual and religious. But I'm kind of doing my own thing on this journey, and I feel that that's fine, and I feel like everyone should do more of that than follow some scripted process of how – you touch base with the universe or God. And right. I'm with you, Nick, where it's like, listen, I start off every conversation that I'm having pacing around my living room like a crackhead with, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. Okay, here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm here for you. You're through me. You know, if, if anytime I ask for help, it's help me help you, right? Like I'm going to yeah, go yeah. spread the word. I'm going to go get a bigger platform. I'm going to go make a difference. 
give me the power, help me do this for you. I don't need anything in return outside of you to have my back as I go through this mission. Whereas I think everyone else is just like, I can't pay my mortgage. Please God, let $3,000 show up at my house tomorrow. Like <laughs> right, that's right. not it. Right, Nick? <laughs> right. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but, but yeah, dude, you, yeah. you've definitely been doing a lot of that work, dude. Cause the last time we talked, you were not at 130 something thousand dollars. <laughs> dude, you had some energy release or something, dude. Something happened. Maybe it was our conversation, Nick. <laughs> Honestly, <Maybe laughs> I slipped into a different fucking timeline here. Bobby, <laughs> you wanted to talk. Nick's threads have been, uh, and when I say threads, I feel like everything Nick tweets is a thread, right? Like there's everything is so in depth and phenomenal. But, uh, Bobby, you wanted to talk about a couple of the things that Nick was doing on Twitter. I know we had a couple, you know, moons of spaceship, hollow earth. What, what do you, what did you want to well, talk about? Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about, cause I always like to, you know, bring up predictive programming, predictive programming. I've been talking about that since episode one. And one of the things that you brought up a while back, and I didn't even think about this was the predictive programming with masks, um, for, uh, the coronavirus, where you said that, uh, you were talking about the Snapchat filters the oh, summer yeah. before how they were making it fashionable. Yeah, and then so that true. made me think about Billie Eilish at the Oscars where she was wearing a mask to the Oscars. And, you know, that was just one of the, that like blew my mind. Cause I was like, Oh my God, they've been, and then, and then you also went into like other movies where you've seen Corona. Uh, I think it was Captain America. Oh, that and, was crazy. And, that scene in Captain America was crazy. They had the Corona, the mask, the virus, and it said uh, something about George or something like that. I, that was nuts. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. even want to touch on that at all because I, I thought that blew my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, another thing I recently noticed was like there's, there's even been a, a mask emoji for a while. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. A, oh, yeah. yeah, there is the sickness emoji. Yeah. But the craziest thing about the, um, the mask thing, the mask thing on Snapchat is that it's a tiger mask. And I don't know if you notice all the synchronicities dealing with tigers and COVID, but it's uh -huh. just like the, the first week when it was getting really big, like everything in the media was about tigers. And I don't necessarily understand what that was about, but I think they're doing some sort of like esoteric or occult spell where I don't understand the workings of it, but everything so you had, in the what, media. You had tiger King and then you had a tiger that got COVID, right? Right. Yep. And, and then um, Mr. Tiger died. Yep. That's yep. what it was. Yeah. It was a golfer or something or I don't know. Somebody. No, no, no. The actor. Uh... I think it was a baseball player. Baseball player. That's yeah, yeah. Player. yeah. Um, so what then, do you think oh, the Tiber symbolizes? I'm actually not totally sure. Um, I think it's got to do something with like Chinese astrology or something. I, I really don't know. But I, it was just weird, all the synchronistic connections between Tiger and COVID being made like in that first month. It was just too much to ignore. How about we so, had the Tiger versus Phil Mickelson was the first uh, sporting event outside of like MMA that took place that everyone was watching. Uh, Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. That was like the first thing. It was one of the most heavily bet on things of the year just because it was, you know, the first breakout for sports. Another Tiger reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you went on about, because uh, still on the line of predictive programming, when Ice Cube was like, he's still kind of going off, but when he, he, he hit that Black Cube, a Saturn tweet, and then we found out, and you posted earlier, that he had been on a, a Sega Saturn advertisement a while back. You know, Sega Saturn was like <laughs> yeah. technology from like, what, early 2000s, late 90s. Um, so he's like, the, he's been connected with the Black Cube of Saturn, you know, since, uh, since the early 90s. And then you have like Nintendo GameCube and, you know, like all this stuff, like they're, I feel like they're just trying to put into our heads. Um, so right. That, yeah, that was the kind I mean, of how about just the fact that a black guy named Cube is the one that's imploding during this whole process. Like we're talking about black cube. Like there has to be some sort of predictive program built in there. Right. I don't know if he's like 
I don't know if he's doing this because he's being told or if it's just like a really weird synchronistic thing where, you know, maybe he was, you know, maybe like in his job, they're like, hey, we're going to put Saturn rings around your head and we're going to take a picture of you for this advertisement. He's like, okay, cool, whatever. And maybe like synchronistically years later, he finds out about the black cube. Mm-hmm. But then there's, but then there's also the chance that, you know, they're using him as like a spokesperson for this type of information. I don't know why they would want it out there, but maybe they're trying to push the idea of simulation way further because of virtual reality and AI and all the other things they want to do to us. I don't know. I mean, if you, if you go into the, uh, the kind of grooming and breeding of a lot of these, you know, famous celebrities, right. I mean, you, you look at basically everyone who was a part of NWA, which, you know, anyone of any race will know that was one of the big jump offs for, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on today. Right. And right. You look at how all of the people from NWA, you could talk to even, even the secondary and tertiary guys that were involved who weren't like in, you know, basically just exploded, right? Like you have ice cube, you have Dr. Dre, you have Snoop. Uh, and then maybe you're talking about easy E as a possible sacrifice. Uh, you're talking about, uh, God, there's so, that. yeah, there's so much involved in that, that maybe the name ice cube was actually given to him by a handler, you know, or something. right. Right. Or he would have looked at a possibility. it. Yeah. Where he would have looked at it as a mentor, maybe. And maybe it was, a, you know, Illuminati who was just sitting there going, yo, ice cube should be your name. And then he's black cube and people don't even realize, you know, any of that. So the predictive man, what program, was their big, what was NWA's biggest message? What was their biggest song? Fuck the police. the police, man. Yeah. And you could say, you could say, oh, fuck wow. off. Yes. <laughs> it's, fuck. it's okay. <laughs> F the police. F the police. Much worse. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Nick, so let's get into um, the reverse particles they found in Antarctica. Uh, as far as theories on this, uh, I mean, it could be a bunch of different things as far as I see it. It could be the concept of the bubble universe, right? Where the Big Bang created two opposite universes going in opposite directions. It could be. Do you think it could be tied to flat earth where we're on one side and the reverse is on the other side? That's an interesting idea. I've never thought about, but um, two things that came to my head as soon as I heard of it. I mean, I've seen a lot of articles like debunking the fact that it points at um, there being a parallel universe or whatever and intersecting with ours or whatever the original article said. But either way, what I believe about that is it's, yeah, it's clickbaity and it's cool, but I do think that this is like more subliminal programming. Like how many articles are we seeing lately that talk about parallel universes, aliens, you know, stuff like that. They just told us they found alien structures deep inside the earth that were there before the moon. Like, and whether, whether they're alien structures or not, you know, it's just rocks or whatever, but it's still, I think that's like some subliminal shit where they're getting us prepped for more weirdness. Yeah. I, I, I look at a lot of the stuff that, that we're seeing there, especially when they start talking about like things are debunked, right? Like I'm very, um, I'm very skeptical whenever anything immediately comes out like big news and then it comes out debunked, you know, that's just things can't, it's very difficult to prove something and it's just as hard to debunk it. Right. Like, right. Right. Just jump on all this shit to silence everyone. What about the, uh, hollow earth thing? You did a whole thing on hollow earth. Um, I think that's, you're more in line with that. What would you say if, you, if I had to ask you your interpretation of what earth is, you have, you know, Bobby who says um, space is gay, right? What did you say? <laughs> I say that. Yeah, you did. I, <laughs> I your said, exact words. I said space is fake. Space is fake and gay. 
the reason why the, the reason why I said let me preface this the reason why i say that, one <laughs> is to troll kurt and two is just to get people to think differently about their concept of space and not just to listen to what the nasa scientists kurt are do you see this all right. of a sudden all the alien stuff's leaking out and bobby's backtracking no, fake as, I, fake. I told you i don't think aliens are what what are the way i said aliens are not what are presented to us I think they're a lot different than how they're presented to us in pop culture. Kurt, do you think he's backtracking? Uh, he's starting to, but at the same time, <laughs> I never disagreed with the idea that uh, aliens are either interdimensional or, I don't know, you, you were saying our future selves, right? Thank you, Kurt. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. I never dis. I think it's everything. Though. I think, I think they're here. Yeah, yeah. That's why when everyone talks about space, I'm like, I don't really care what's going on in space because I think they're here amongst us. Nick, what's your take on this? Wait, what'd you say? I, I was saying, I think aliens are here amongst, amongst us. Kurt thinks they're coming. Uh, Bob, we don't know. He changes every episode. But um, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> said the same thing every episode. <laughs> I know, I'm fucking with you. But uh, <laughs> Nick, what's your take on aliens? Like, where do you come from the alien tip? I mean, I'm, I'm with Kurt. I'm all the above section. I think there are physical alien entities. I think there are interdimensional entities. I think there's some demonic entities that we call aliens. And I think there may be some that are our future selves or things that are coming to help us. I think there might be two factions. I think we will deal with a fake alien invasion. And if we're lucky, we'll see some good ones as well. But I, I'm not totally sure. I, I battle back and forth between totally believing in the biblical story or going with all the woo-woo stuff that I read and new age crap. And <laughs> But I'm not fully one, I'm not one-sided about anything. I don't really know. And you shouldn't be. And this is what I try to tell everyone, even something as simple uh, as, as like the Tom Hanks stuff that I did, right? Like right. every day, 20 times a day, Nick, I get, oh, where's Tom Hanks? Like, I don't fucking know, bro. I'm trapped in my apartment. He's fucking 3,000 <laughs> miles away in his fucking house. Like, fuck do I know? All I know is while shit was going on, I nailed about 20 fucked up things from this dude that didn't make any fucking sense. And I put it out there and it went viral. And everyone else agreed that it didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, right. My job isn't to be Sherlock fucking Holmes and solve the whole equation. My job is to put information out, do research based on my analysis and my brain, and then come to my own occlusion, conclusion. If you want to come to a different one, that's fine. So I think it's the same thing you're saying with the alien shit, right? Like, hey, here's what I think. I have enough research that I've personally done to believe that these things are possible, but I don't know what the fucking right answer is. I never met one yet, right? So- don't hold me to it, right? Right. Yeah. The my main my main goal with all of this is like I think this is what you're doing too. Is like you put the information out there just to make people ask questions. You're not giving them answers. You're trying to make them find them themselves. Right. Which is the best. Which is the best thing you can do. You know, you you can't like force someone to know the truth, but you can lead that. You know, you could get you could spark an interest in them to start seeking the truth themselves. And I think that's everything, Bob. You know, me and you talk about that all the time. How we try not to force our opinions on anyone, even though people think we do. Yeah, my my big thing is just to teach people how to think, not what to think, you know. So when I say yeah, space, yeah, yes, when I say space is fake, I well, I'm basically just space is fake and gay <laughs> and gay. <laughs> your own research to see if it's real and hetero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I am not totally convinced one way or the other whether it's globe or flat. I I like I said, I just don't know. And I I want find it to interesting. Space really bad. Sorry, all good. Okay. I, I want to believe in space so bad. I think it's an awesome idea that there's galaxies and other planets. But yeah, I 
whether it's real or not, I, I do believe that, you know, what NASA shows us most of the time is some doctored shit. Yeah. That's been proven. Here's the other thing I was gonna say. I think scientism can be as dangerous as like, you know, being overly religiously dogmatic. Oh yeah. Like and even yeah, yeah, worse, a- if you want my honest opinion, way worse because, um, you know, we start seeing scientists as God when they say Dr. Fauci. Yeah, yeah. You see these fucking yeah. doctors and scientists take over the world. Well, the reason I mean, it's, it's, so it's an atheistic and nihilistic religion, but sorry for yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. No, it, but that's exactly it. Uh, science is constantly changing. Everything we thought we knew about the world 100 years ago is completely different now. Right. So to think right. that we're at the pinnacle of science and we're never going to figure things out after this point is absolutely insane. Right. And that's where people get caught up. Well, science says this. Yeah, well, science in 20 years is going to say the complete opposite. Right. Science exactly. is const- constantly evolving. Bobby, we cut you off there. What were you going to say to finish that? I don't remember. All I just keep thinking of that is that the biggest Aliens. threat to me and, and, and to me is singularity. That's always the biggest threat. I feel like the, the, the catastrophic or whatever you call it, uh, advancement in technology is uh, a very dangerous threshold. If we pass over that threshold, we're not going to be able to return. And I think we're getting very dangerously close when we start talking about nanotechnology mm-hmm. and nanoparticles and the fact that like little specks of dust contain like a artificial intelligence in it similar to like remember the movie twister where they had that little machine that they wanted to pull up into the twister to gather information about it like i feel like they're doing that with humans and they're gathering information about our like genetic code without us even being aware of it so that to me is the biggest danger if we let it get in the wrong hands Right. I mean, we already do know they're doing that. I mean, 23andMe, I mean, they're literally taking people's DNA. Who knows mm-hmm. where they're storing that shit? Yeah. I mean, I worry, I worry about anything. To go back to the science thing that, that all you guys brought up, my biggest fear just from uh, especially the deeper I go down this Nassara Jassara rabbit hole. I mean, this is my favorite rabbit hole ever. So uh, big thread coming for you guys about this. I won't tip too much off. But Nick, you're probably in the same boat. Anything that the government, the schools, the teachers, and the scientists all tell me, they're all in 100% agreement, I am immediately insanely skeptical about it. So like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's where I do have that percentage that sides with Bobby, you know, on the space is fake and gay, where it's, I look at it and it's like, wait a minute, my teachers told me this, my student told me that, other students told me this, the government tells me this, NASA told me this, this one told me that, and I don't trust any of these motherfuckers because they've been wrong about everything. You know, maybe I should start questioning this, but it just doesn't really affect me that much because there's so many problems down here right now that I don't think space needs to be real to have extraterrestrial life amongst us and lizard people and all that shit. So I just really haven't spent most of my attention on it like Kurt has, but um, I, don't, I don't know where you, where you rank that stuff when you start hearing everyone saying things are one thing. It, it makes me very skeptical. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you. I think whenever the masses or the herd is headed one direction you should always go the opposite wherever the noise is go listen you know where there's nothing going on i mm-hmm. you know always always had the opposite direction and the hollow earth is something that's always interested in me and uh you just did a piece on it so explain to people you know kind of that theory and what that what that entails and all that well yeah so i think they're prepping us to tell us about hollow earth i mean with the mm-hmm. with like the par- with the parallel universe in antarctica um, with the ice caps melting. Um, and then this article that they just released talking about alien structures deep within the earth. I think they're preparing us to tell us about some underground civilization where there's alien life. And this has been talked about for all of time, really. I mean, Shambhala 
was supposedly an inner earth civilization that um, all the Buddhists, I think it's Buddhist religion, they believe in that. And they say that their Messiah is going to come back from there, which is Maitreya. And a lot of New Agers do believe in this Messiah named Maitreya. So that's like, that's kind of freaking me out a little bit. And it goes along the lines with that fake alien invasion thing where maybe the Messiah or the Antichrist would be some advanced extraterrestrial that tells us, oh, all the religions were wrong and it's all one religion. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting to me. The, the one thing I do know about Earth is it's not what they tell us. Um, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. That's what I know. That's what I know. Like flat Earth, I mean, I could punch holes in that thing upside down, up and down. No space at all, I can punch holes in that. But listen, there is no way that this ball is rotating at this exact perfect speed going around in a full circle where someone's standing on top of the earth and the bottom of the earth are stuck to the earth. Meanwhile, you know, gravity can't even hold a fucking pen in the air, but it can hold humans to the ground, you know, and then people are saying, well, it's the core of the earth that's pulling you in like a magnet. Well, then how can I jump? You know, there's just too many things there. It's um, too, what, what too is, many holes. Yeah. What is it? Buoyancy. And what, what was the other thing? Buoyancy and density. Like uh, that, that whole concept of buoyancy and density, the gravity isn't even a real thing. It's buoyancy and density. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that we, we just naturally fall to the bottom of things that were heavier than like the air. Right. We don't, yeah. We're not going to float through the air. Like a balloon's going to go up and a, and a human's going to come down. Like gra- I think gravity's bullshit, honestly. So that's the thing that kind of has me going. Um, part hollow earth, part flat earth, part space, part not space. Uh, there's just too many question marks with it and too much misinformation. Tommy, you should right. draw a picture with crayons of what you think the universe in there. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that there's no way we're rotating at this perfect speed that stays perfectly aligned with the sun, that stays in this perfect circle track, and the moon is perfectly spinning so that we're only seeing one side of it all the time and it's perfectly rotating with us as we rotate with the well, sun the moon doesn't fuck, rotate fuck out of here that the moon doesn't rotate but we're going 100 million miles an hour like get the fuck out of here bro like if you right this, you're an you're an insane person in my mind and meanwhile yeah, i mean you realize the moon you realize the moon is so perfectly shaped and positioned in the sky that an eclipse is possible no one right. ever thinks to you know no one ever thinks about that like, how is that even possible? It doesn't happen anywhere else in the known universe. We're the only planet we know of that experiences eclipses. I, I don't believe in the moon. <laughs> I don't believe in the moon. You want to talk about, right, Bob's thinks space is fake and gay. I'm, I'm with him on this because I don't believe in the moon. That is not I a mean, I don't believe in it. I don't believe we landed on it. I don't believe it's there. I don't believe, I think that's a fucking satellite. Uh, I think you did something, Nick, saying it was like a spaceship possibly. Yeah, there was like Russian scientists uh, some time ago, like, I don't know. 50 years ago i don't know it could be 100 years ago who knows but they they were saying that it might be an alien spaceship and that was like big headlines back then mm-hmm. and then more recently we i think we either crashed a, a lunar craft onto the moon it was a satellite up, yeah it was satellite or something that dung and we yeah we blew up dynamite and it rang like a bell like it was hollow and then we just recently discovered a shit ton of metal underneath the surface mm-hmm yeah, it's, it's something's, so, something's wrong with the moon. How about the fact that yeah. we don't go to it? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. How about, the fact, yeah, we went. <laughs> how about the fact that we don't go there? <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And then everything in the fucking building burnt down. And they said, oh, we can't go back. And then all of a sudden technology advanced to the point where we started getting color. And things weren't black and white anymore. And, we were getting, and now they're like, yeah, now we really can't go, go there because we're not going to be able to pull off that fake shit that we pulled off before because they've already punched a hundred holes in the fucking moon landing off our shit video 
and our fake set that we used. <laughs> yeah, so we just taped over it like a dad taping yeah, we over taped his child's over it birthday party with like a football game or and something. And then burnt the fucking shit. Burnt the <laughs> like, fuck out of here. Like, that's it. Dude, the there, there's some ancient myth. I think it's an ancient Sumerian myth where it talks about two brothers who steal an egg from the red dragon. And this is, this is a myth about the moon's origins. And so they steal an egg from the red dragon and they crack it open and get rid of the yolk. And then that became our moon. So like that just, <laughs> that just sounds like, I mean, what, so I kind of was like thinking, what if that was planet Nibiru or planet X or whatever? And they sent one of their Anunnaki fucking moons over here. And it was really just a space station for them to observe us. I mean, it sounds so crazy, but I mean, the movie Truman show, I feel like that yes. movie is so full of truth. And the director sitting in the moon. Dude, have you ever noticed the name of the Truman Show? And I just is the true it. the true man. True man, right? Like that's not a coincidence. Like true man show. Like, like right. th this is the true man show. Like we already have seen a million versions of predictive programming. Like I one hundred percent feel like I felt like I've been in the Truman Show my whole life. And if if I am, fuck you guys. But uh, stop <laughs> telling me. But I really do believe, like, we're all in the fucking Truman Show. Like, I'm, I talked to Cat uh, Dunn from Big Brother, um, and she talks about the Big Brother set, right? And she said the reason Big Brother has been so successful with that reality vibe compared to other shows is because they don't have camera crews in the house. They have them on, like, a fake stage with a fake apartment that they're living in, and it's, like, uh, double mirror glass on the side. So when they're living and they're doing all this on Big Brother, they never see a camera. So oh, wow. it, it allows well, them we, to be, I feel like that's us. I feel like Big Brother. And honestly, what did I always talk about? Big Brother's watching. They named the show Big Brother. Like, I, I think that's better chance of what our real world is, that we're being observed in this fucking Petri dish than anything else, Bob. Well, now I was going to, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, they named it Big Brother, you right. know? Um, the, like, the names of these shows are interesting, too. And even, like, Stranger Things, the, they were originally going to call it Montauk. I don't know if people knew that, mm -hmm. but the original name of Stranger Things was going to be Montauk, which has to do with the Montauk Project. And if you right. read about the Montauk Project, it's exactly what the Stranger Things plot is about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this stuff is not by, none of this stuff is by accident. Yes, we are being observed, um, whether or not uh, they're observing us from the moon or through our, our cell phones or anything like that. But, um, you know, Truman Show is a, another great reference where what happens in the middle of the Truman Show, he has an awakening, which uh -huh. is a new awareness of his surroundings, which makes him realize that everything that he thought was a lie. And there is a firmament. And like you said, they are watching from the moon and they go out past the edge. And what happens? He goes to an unrestricted area. They keep trying to you know, bring him back to the Truman Show, bring him back, bring him back. And finally, he escapes. We talk about Antarctica. How about you can't get to Antarctica without a charter that, you know, you, no private citizen could just go out there. That's not the only mo uh, movie that. How about Westworld? Has that type I mean, of plot. Westworld. Yeah. Nick, have you seen Westworld? Um, I've read about it. I haven't actually got the chance to watch it yet, but yeah, it's yeah. super interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's season one, season two isn't that great, but yeah, in season one, it's like the same thing. The, the uh, robots start to gain consciousness and they start to realize that they're in this fake fucking world and they short circuit, yeah. they get erratic, they start noticing everything, they rebel and they become pretty much more powerful than the humans who created them, which is Bob's singularity, you know, when the, when the robots take control type thing. But yeah. what, what do you think the... What do you think the worst case scenario is for us? Like if you, I, I know you don't like to talk about this too much and I know you have a yeah, yeah, specific yeah. plan, but lay it out a little bit. Like what's the worst case scenario? 
honestly either like a new world order dystopia or the singularity singularity scares the crap out of me but honestly i think we may have already gone through it a shit ton of times like all these cycles that we go through you know the mayan calendar and like the kali yuga all these different religions and ancient cultures talk about these grand cycles and i think things reset and i think we reached the singularity i think we've already reached a singularity point at some time in the past and we are like the robots in Westworld where we're gaining consciousness and we're realizing, holy shit, everything's fake. And mm-hmm. we've been programmed and we have these bio computer suits that we wear that we call a body and a brain. Like the brain literally works like a quantum computer. So I think our consciousness is the true spirit and like the ego is that AI chip that everyone talks about, like the Neuralink. I think we already have something similar. Yeah, Kurt, you, you, Kurt, you talked to, I want, before you go to your point, Kurt, because yeah. you just mentioned something about this the other day. You said you were coming, me and you had uh, our little spiritual conversation. You were talking about your thoughts about the brain and the body well, and the soul and all that. Well, that's what I was going to ask Bob. So you fear the AI. I can ask Bob. Over. Bob's a jerk off. That's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're fearing AI taking over, what's to say our brain and our body are not AI? Like you might just be thinking of a robot, but the brain operates exactly like AI, doesn't it? Your soul is what starts it up and gets it going. So how is that different from what you're saying? So are you saying, are you, do you want the artificial intelligence to be ushered in? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying, how do you know we aren't already there? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Why are you on the podcast? I, I you don't hear know. this thing that you might already be. <laughs> right, right. Like the brain is a quantum computer, right? Nick, What's Nick handle that. I mean, yeah, just. It's exactly what I was saying. I think we might already have gone through the singularity and we are robots. And I think that's like the goal of like spiritual enlightenment is to detach from this fake vessel. Uh-huh. But I, and then I think maybe part of the lesson of life though is to fulfill a certain role that this vessel has. I mean, I don't think it's all, and you know, I'm more inclined to be positive, but I don't think that like it's all bad. I think it's all a learning experience and we may have chosen to be here. I think we all, you know, the collective unconscious thing or creating reality collectively, like we were talking about earlier, um, we may have created this situation for ourselves and all the bad stuff we're seeing is literally just a reflection of our own collective shadow. And how much of our lives do you think we control, Nick? Like if you had to, and I know it's hard to narrow it down to like a percentage, but like how much of it do you think is predetermined? How much do you think we actually have control of to really just totally shift the direction where we're heading? Um, I want to say 75% is in our control, but I think it's isn't, isn't, or is I think I want to say it's 75% that we are in control, but honestly, I truly think it's probably 50, 50, like yin and yang, you know, you have a certain predetermined path, but I think that you can cut your ties to fate if you really, really want to. Yeah. I'm actually moving more towards predetermined than even control as I evolve. Right. Yeah, I mean, I do definitely believe in determinism, but I think, and, and so that, that's, that's where it gets confusing, though, is because it takes a certain line of events to awaken a person. But I think mm-hmm. once a person's awakened, they can control their life completely and take control of their destiny and steer their own ship. But, like, you know, I think those conditions are predetermined. Or maybe the, maybe the I, matrix tries to fight you through that. Well, yeah, that's, know. yep. That's so, so where, where I'm at with this is, we do all have a predetermined fate or destiny, right? Like we have a place that we're destined to go, but the devil, the temptation, whatever you want to call it, you know, 
is pulling us away from that, right? So the weaker we are and the more we let it, the more we drift off track. So just think about it as someone walking a straight line for any of you listening, you know, and you're supposed to go from one end of your living room to the other. And then me and Nick are kind of lightly hanging on your shirt, right? And then every once in a while, I just give it a jerk to pull you off the line. You know, if I jerk hard enough and you don't fight back, I could literally pull you into the other room, you know, totally off that track. I could even pull you backwards and make you from before where you started. So it's our power and ability to enlighten, wake up. And we talk about all those good forces or a greater form of energy than bad forces. If, if you could be stronger than that thing that's pulling you, they can't stop you, right? And you become Neo in the Matrix and you're just yeah. a great line going forward. So I think, yeah, I think the good path is predetermined. And I think it's our yeah. job to fight off the, the demons that are pulling us away from it. Yeah, I like that view a lot. Well, and you I know can, you I, could adopt it. You could say it's yours if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think it's I know, the opposite, I though? I, I, I know you're a lot like me, so I'm sure. What was that? No, no, just keep uh, going. Ignore Kurt. We just, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, know you're, I know you're a lot like me, so I'm sure you've dealt with, with like a situation where you make a shit ton of progress and you think you're getting so much better into where you want to be, and then all of a sudden – you backtrack and then you got to right. start all over. Yeah. So that's like the agent Smith. Yeah. Well, I think the backtracking is just balancing forces, but what you're saying, Tom, I would think the opposite is true where we default to the negative path and it's up to us in order to evolve our spirit is to overcome those obstacles. Well, I, I would look at it from a enlightenment sense, right? Like right. we're all natural. We all have enlightenment and enlightenment in us. It's our yeah. brains and when we grab the wheel. If you notice, when most people take their hands off the wheel, not when you're driving a car, but in life, and you just let the universe sort things out for you and don't force things, things happen, right? Just think positive, be positive, expect good yeah. Even if things are going wrong, don't try and, you know, if you're in a relationship and it's getting rocky, don't try to fight it and steer the ship. That's when you drive it into the plane. So I think our inner soul wants to be pure and towards our path. And then our brain and our consciousness the things that we've been learned, the things that our environment have created, the things that we make up in our own mind are the things. So I don't know, Kurt, are you with that or no? Well, yeah, that, that goes on the whole premise of never giving anything too much importance, right? Right, so and that's why. Pump, right, like if you break up with a girl and then fall into a two-week depression, you're giving it all that importance. You're weakening and they're pulling you off the line. But really, we're, we're on yeah. a line. We're on a line to go straight and all you really need to do is just not give in to that temptation, Bobby. Kurt, is that the reason why you don't call us much? Because you don't want to give us yes. my importance. No, three jobs, uh, two kids. Uh, I started back <laughs> at school, and I like to fucking lay in the sun with my ass up getting vitamin D. <laughs> what an asshole. Nick, I know you got it. Nick, I know. One more question before. We yeah, I was going to say, Nick's got to get going. So let's do one, one or two one more, more questions. Question. I just want to hear your thoughts on what happens when we die. Oh man! Yeah, nothing um, big. Nick, nothing big. Just, just everything. So just, a quick, just a quick, just a just a quick question here, Nick. Play <laughs> <laughs> in the afterlife before you go. <laughs> I, I I love the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I yes. think there's like infinite. Kurt wants to fuck you, by the way. Like, I'm pretty sure when this is over, he's gonna jerk off to this. I just need his number. He's gonna listen to it with his ass out in the sun, cranking his fucking junk. Send him selfies. (laughs) Go on, Nick. Uh, uh, No, I think there's like infinite different um, afterlifes. There's many different realms. There's hell realms. There's different paradises, like heaven. You know. the seven heavens. I think they talk about that in like multiple different religions, but 
I think the ultimate goal should be to go back within. I think no matter what you're seeing outside of yourself is just an illusion. So that's not to say that I won't go anywhere when I die because I'm not that fucking enlightened yet. <laughs> like there's, there's still a lot of things I want to explore and do, but I think like on the last cycle, if you're like super, super, um, you know, ready to go, then you just go back within and you literally ignore everything. And then you just return to source, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I, I'm a little bit reincarnated. I, I, I think there's a million places we can go. I just don't think we go nowhere. Uh, I think that whole thought process of, oh, when you die, you're dead. Like, no, you're just fucking dumb. Like, you know, if you know anything about a higher level of consciousness, like you can't kill my soul. My soul is energy, right? Like you can't kill that. You can just kill my, my shell, you know, and then I'll, you know, float up into some other shell, maybe on a different planet, different timeline, different universe, or maybe it is heaven, the utopia, who knows? But uh, right. yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that shit. Bobby, do you have a last question for Nick before we let him go? No, I mean, I just, I always enjoy having you on because, you know, kind of gives us a chance to think on a different, you know, plane than what we've been doing the last couple episodes. But I really like, like even the determinism stuff that we were talking about, like just think of the fact that you and Tommy and Recurt all three read the same book and now we're sitting here talking about it, you know? So when we talk about determinism, determining your own path, visualization, even the people that are listening right now, there's a reason why you're listening to us. There's a reason why Nick Hinton brought you into this room or Sideshow Bob or Tommy G. Nobody, the Kurt didn't bring anybody into this room. Right, nobody. But, but the rest of us, <laughs> there's a, there's a, Absolutely zero people. There's, there's, a, there's a reason why everybody's in this room right now. So Except that's Kurt. why- yeah, that's why I think I invented this podcast. What are you idiots talking about? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Shut up. But no, but basically, yeah, I, I, I love the way, like I even said it yesterday, I like the way Nick Hinton thinks. And so yeah. we'll end with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So Nick, anything, uh, anything you want to plug or shout out before we get you out of here? Um, if you want to know more about the Saturn Cube simulation, I mean, I, I promoted this last time. You could still hit me up for those. I'm going to be done selling them soon because I'm trying to start a new chapter in my life. But um, I'll be coming out with a new book soon, which was something I wrote like two years ago. I'm still just working on finishing it up. My publisher just opened back up after COVID. So they'll be printing soon. And it's basically about, it's more of like a philosophical, poetic book that I wrote when I was in school and I took a road trip across the country. So there's not really that much conspiracy shit in there. Uh So it was more like a spiritual thing that I needed to get out. But um, yeah, so just follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. Is your Instagram the same? Is your Instagram the same as your Twitter? Yeah. Okay, so it's at Nick, N-I-C-K-H-I. What the hell? Dude, this is when you know shit's going crazy. My phone is not even near me. It's like five feet away, and then it just started going crazy and talking to me, and Siri popped up. But, uh, <laughs> this happens to me like every day, like they're listening. But uh, follow Nick on Twitter and Instagram at N-I-C-K-H-I-N-T-O-N-N uh, on both assets. And uh, so what he's talking about is the book. I can't believe when we, you must've been on in like March, April, right, Nick, when we did it last, like, cause it was like, I think so. Like quarantine was, I can't believe the quarantine's still going on and we haven't talked on this show for like two and a half, three months, but, uh, yeah, Oh yeah, check. it was, it was the very, it was the very, that was the shipping issue right back then because the shipping companies were shutting down. Yep. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Dude. I feel like we've been in this for a year, but, uh, all right, Nick, thanks for coming on my dude guys. Give him a follow. Uh, we love having you. Uh, Kurt, Bobby, let's shut this down from here. I know we're going to have to uh, switch to a different platform. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Thank you, Bob. Fuck you, Kurt. And uh, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers.